0: What are you bringing to the table? I
1: Welcome to What Are You Bringing at the Table. This is your girl Sylvia. She, her, and hers. Hello, this is Tori. She, her, and hers. Oh, why are you being so, uh, you know, blanca? I'm using my NPR voice today. (laughs) Welcome back to the PodCraft Room. Yeah, where crazy never sleeps. And the stories never end. Hey! We got it! (laughs) There we go. Um, We're back recording in the PodCraft Room after our live episode at... uh, Bridgetown Invitational uh, at, at Kellogg, Kellogg Bowl. Uh, we're going to do a little interview with Sam Hull, who is the president of PDX Pride League here in Portland. Yeah. So it's a bowling league for yeah. LGBTQ folk. Uh, and he was the co-director for the tournament. And so we'll be going to be calling him up after we do our what's up dates and,
0: and all the other stuff
1: watch and yeah. everything else. So we'll we'll bring him in for an interview. We were going to try to do it at the tournament but he uh, was busy, busy as a bee. Yeah. And so he came up and just told me, you know, hey, Cuz he sorry. coordinated, he helped yeah. coordinate. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was he was a coordinator. He was doing a lot of stuff. So he told me when we yeah, we were there like, "Hey, I don't know if I have time." And then we got done, and he said, oh, I could do it later." And I said, "Well, so you we had to go." And boop, boop, boop. Oh, so I, I didn't said, give know me that. your number. No. Yeah, no, you had, had, had it to. had to had to delete. So I said, "Give me your number, and we'll give we'll we'll do a phone interview." So we got that coming up. But, but awesome. first, what's first? What is? What is your what's update? What do you All got right. for our what's update? we like, we're are, we're <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> we, we are on professional. Yeah. All right. Quest. So this What's Update is uh, about the Marlon Anderson. He's that African-American guy that was the security yes. assistant or security yes. guard got assistant. got fired for using got the N-word because, because he said, don't call me the N-word. Right, to yeah, the kid. To the kid who so, called him the n Yeah, so this comes from uh, Free Press, maybe. Uh, where is this? Oh, 365. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah. But I know it's true. So I know it's not somebody making something i throwing on the internet. Okay. Good. I heard it from another source. Okay. Yeah. So this is uh, Marlon gets his job back. So apparently um, uh, speaking exclusively to Madison 365. Oh. So he Maybe spoke exclusively a, yeah. to them. Um, he said, uh, Anderson said his termination had be rescinded, but that he will be on paid administrative leave until while he negotiates a plan to return to work. He will work at the Boys and Girls Club of Dane County until then. Um, BGC CEO Michael Johnson said, I feel a lot better, but it appears this policy is still intact. Anderson said the policy needs to be dealt with as well. I'm still fighting that I'm, I am transitioning my fight. I am no longer just trying to get my job back. I'm fighting to end it policy that's not effective. Yeah. So that's my thing is like, so they, he gets his job back, Mm -hmm. but that means he's still got to go back to that hostile worker environment. Right. So where is his protections? Because what's going to happen once he's back in that environment, are they going to be, you know, micromanaging him every move because, you know, they can't get rid of him, but, Oh, you didn't do this right. Well, that's going to go on your performance evaluation right. or, oh, you know what? You said you were going the to be- retaliation. Yeah. The, 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 the micro retaliations yeah. based on rules yeah. of, and the micromanaging that will happen in order to get him out of there because they want to save face because right. they fired him stupidly. Fired yeah. him. Yeah. You know? So in this article, it said that more than a thousand students walked out of of oh yeah the yeah, school on Friday mm-hmm. and marched to the district office where the black student union leaders met with administrators and demanded Anderson be re- reinstated. Yeah. That's yeah. what you know. That to right. me is like that's social change right there. Yeah. No, you are not going to get away yeah. with it. That kid should have been suspended. Mm-hmm. If you don't tolerate it, the kid should have been sus- exactly, suspended. Right? He's telling somebody. He's mm-hmm. educating somebody. No, you don't get to call me mm-hmm. that that yeah. should not be a reason to fire exactly. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, and uh, I my hope is that the school will take this opportunity to do the right thing and go deep into their equity work mm-hmm. instead of become defensive which right. is what most white si- systems do. Right. And 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 you know, micromanage him, micromanage the students. Um, like you have an opportunity, whatever school, whatever school that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Madison, whatever. Uh, yeah, you Madison ha- they have an opportunity right now to mm-hmm. dig deep, know that 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 this is an oppressive white supremacy system, right? And let's do do this right now. People might ask, why is that? White? Why? What has that? And I'm like, here's the white supremacy, mm-hmm. because. Uh, if it, he was white, that word would have never been used. Right. So yeah. the fact that... The student that, would have never called him right. an N-word. It would have called him uh, something else, yeah. yeah. you know? And then he would... That, right. that worker wouldn't have said, well, don't call me, you know, that. Yeah. Don't call me the B-word yeah. or whatever. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So as people of color, not only do we are you saying we have to tolerate mm-hmm. somebody calling us, mm-hmm. you know, these slurs, but we cannot... Then educate them to say, "Don't call me that." Right, not okay. Exactly. Don't call me that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that's good news. Yes, that's good news. What else you got? Um, that's all my what's. That's all you got. That's all my oh what's updates. I mean, no, more, Not unless you do Guadici. That's Goudicci. a That's a done. novella. That's a telenovela right there. <laughs> <Goudicci's> done. <laughs> Get by, get maybe itchy. the what's up date will be when they get the divorce. Yeah, maybe. No, who yeah. knows if they will. All right. Well, I got a couple what's updates. I'll start with the first one. Amber Geyer. This is out of uh, let's see, NBC i W. I'm guessing <laughs> that's like Fort Worth, maybe? I don't know. What'd you say it was? ABC? NBC? NBC C NBC D F W. Oh, it's probably NBC Dallas Fort Worth. Oh. Channel five local too many news. alphabets in there for like, me like local news um like amber Geyer's suit. lawyers file intent to appeal murder conviction now she's the the police officer she's the former police officer that, that police officer that yeah. murdered uh both him james mm-hmm. james jean and they they were soothing her right. after her after 40 court, years the, right they gave her 40 years no they only gave her 10 years oh they gave she her 10? Who 10 who got 40 was that, that that was the, drug the doctor that was <laughs> Uh, was pill Mill Smithers. <laughs> Smithers. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, she only got ten years. Um, yeah, and the and, the sheriff was consoling and her. Ten years. The judge is got off the too bench much and for gave her? her a hug and gave her her Bible. And so now her lawyers um, are going to intent to file appeal. Um, got let's see, team plans to appeal both her murder conviction and her 10 year sentence. <laughs> Fucking hell. I guess we should give her a zip. Oh, like no, 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 nothing. Um, so let's see. Dallas County district attorney, John Cru- cruzat's contempt hearing to is still pending. Oh, why did he get contempt? Why did the, hold on, let me back it up here. Um, I don't know why, why is there a, office was filed a petition to have oh yeah so good um this was my concern and my concern was because the judge tammy kemp got off the bench hugged her gave her her bible and told her she was gonna be okay um the da has filed a petition to um recuse um kemp from any you know further hearings further hearings of of uh um, of any appeals, of appeals of or any, any of legal that. process yeah. with this, with yeah. Amber, which absolutely should be For sure. because she, she Crossed the line herself yeah. as soon as she got down and did what she did. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. I think I told the story last time of the, you know, the juvenile judge that I went to the same uh, gym yeah. with and, yeah. and I just walked up and said, Hey, how you doing? You know, yeah. give him a little pat on the shoulder and he's like, don't do that. Like yeah. At the courthouse. like, yeah, I don't want anybody to think that you know, I play favoritism, blah, blah, blah. So, right. Um, and I'm just saying hi, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? So, that's my that's the Amber Geyer, Geyer update. Um, next update I have is a Jeffrey Epstein update. First and foremost, if you have not listened to The Mysterious Mr. Epstein. Is it a podcast? It's a podcast. Okay, I'm going to have to listen to part. it. It's a six-part. It's by Wondery. They do really oh, I good. like Wondery. They do really good stuff. Very good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, six-part um, about... Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, holy Moses. I told you. It's disgusting. I told you. I think it's just disgusting because you're hearing it. Yeah. You know, it's your narrative. And people and, and they, describing yeah, probably and stuff that he talking, did yeah. and you're just probably getting like outraged. This, like, how the hell? Oh, How did he get that immunity anyway? That's exactly. That's, that's and exactly that. And then that's exactly. That Acosta acting, acting like yeah. yeah acting yeah. like no big this thing. fucking pedophile. Yeah. 14 year old girl. I'm telling you 14. Yeah. And they just just diverted it all. Right. I will Cause say because she so, wasn't a person. N- no, because this man is a man of money and the knows yeah. and connections. Knows people who knows all people, that stuff. but her her worth is zip. Yeah. And so there's some interviews from some of the former the the victims, mm-hmm. you know, they're now adult women. Um one the uh, one lady who she was like an artist who he, you know, bought one of her paintings and then said, you know, why don't you come to my home and, uh. you know, do your paintings and do, do, do. And she said, you know, she was basically a captive. Like, she wasn't allowed to leave. What? Yeah. Her, she had tried to call her dad at one point to come get her. They wouldn't let him have access to the. um, To her? Yeah. So, like, he'd roll up on the gates and be like, sorry, you yeah, can't come you in. you can't come in. I want to talk to my. Yeah, Probably. Doesn't that sound like Scientologists? What What's sounds the- a little bit like R. Kelly? Well, you see? Uh, yeah. So anyway, the Jeffrey Epstein uh, update I have is, one, listen to that podcast. Yeah. Um, Two, apparently they are a judge is um may release names linked to Epstein. A federal judge is considering to reveal the names of up to a thousand po- people potentially connected to Jeffrey Epstein. Well, it's we un- already know Prince Andrew. Yep. <laughs> oh, and they talk about his him in that podcast too. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna listen to that. It's unclear who exactly is named in the batch of court records, but one unnamed man is trying to keep them sealed. Um, God, watch it be Trump.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: right. Yeah. Um, and then let's see what is the other Jeffrey, yeah, Jeffrey and Epstein's investigators contacted by dozens of possible victims. Dozens more? Yep. Dozens possible victims, witnesses since his death. So now that he's dead, everyone's and, coming out of the afraid, woodwork. Well, the, the thing was, is that the, the podcast touches on this, is that all these girls who were raped uh-huh. and sexually assaulted by him uh, were fearful. Like they thought, because he had them convinced that he knew powerful people. He Which he did, disappear. Obviously. Yeah, he could make their families disappear. Oh, so wow. a lot of them didn't come forward during even that process in Florida because they felt like they could get killed. They could yeah. just disappear. Oh, and my. he probably could have. Yeah. The, the connections he had to rich and powerful people. Yeah. And where's Giselle? Jelaine, Jelaine. apparently is her name. <laughs> And I think, I mean, we talked about this before, uh-huh. I think that it is exactly my theory because you find out on the podcast the shit that she participated in right. as well. So she should have pedophile. been handcuffed she's right next to him. Well. I think when that shit went down, mm-hmm. she said, I'll give you every bit of information you need to know. Give me immunity. And then when he killed himself, I think, I don't know how it works, but mm-hmm. my guess is that if you don't have the person to prosecute, then you don't get. To give someone immunity i, I i'm I mean, still trying to figure out why there's not a arrest warrant because she knows too much either that or maybe they have her in custody maybe, who I knows mean, something's, something's yeah. fishy. because you know i'm like no mm-hmm. there is no favoritisms here well you already did that he already got his get out of jail free card mm-hmm. the first time he continued to uh sexualize or sexually molest other girls along with this Giselle lady. You know, him, those two are compadres, just, you know, and yet she gets to be wandering around, um, with nothing. And and then they want to go after Jesse Smollett. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, they want to beat that one till there's no more juice left in him. <laughs> Well, but here's and- Giselle doing, I don't know what, I mean, and you know, I'm spoiling the podcast, but it's still good. So you should still listen to it. This motherfucker had the audacity to say in some interview or something around how, cause someone I, like labeled him as a sexual predator. Yeah. And he said, I'm not a sexual predator. I'm a sex, I'm offender. There's a difference. So a like, sexual f- offender. Yeah. Like I'm an offender. I'm not a predator. He is abs- was absolutely a predator. He would prey on young girls. Well, he was he both. Would... They're the same thing. Or what, what's well, it, in, in his, his mind, mind, what's different? different? So what's it's... an offender? Uh, well, he's dead, so we can't ask him. <sighs> but in his fucked up head. Maybe we can get the little Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a little sales. Yeah. Um, or do an altar Day of the Dead. Come yeah. on, we need an interview, Epstein. <laughs> Crossover, baby. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh It's it's crazy. Um, in this podcast or mm -hmm. in whatever you're reading, yeah, have they said the uh, investigation is squashed now? Like now that he's dead, we're it's done. Well, I haven't got to episode six, and so I don't know if in six they say you know things are still you know moving forward. Um, I mean, who are you going to prosecute other than Jelaine or Jelaine or whatever Jizzy Busy? (laughs) Boobop, um lady uh, and, unless you start going after the other people who uh, you have to the, that who like prince andrews who yeah. andrew who that's a crime I'm pretty sure he was with the 17 year old
0: that's female. a crime in the united absolutely. states of america
1: absolutely it is yeah so um the especially especially is, i'm like if the victim wants to prosecute is this is, a, is this is an example of Yet again, of how money is the great equalizer, right? Yeah. Because people like Bill Gates, mm-hmm. like um, Bill Clinton, although we know he's also a sexual predator, mm-hmm. um, scientists, um, very, like, renowned people, like, hung out with Jeffrey Epstein, mm-hmm. right? Elon yeah. Musk, the co-founder of Google. And so... Jeffrey would hold these huge dinners, you know, in the name of science and research. And, you know, so he touted himself as this benefactor, philanthropist right. person at the same time, he was a sex trafficker. Right. You know, and so. So he'd have. All these people have their name attached to them. And now, you know, when all this came out. Yeah. We're like. I didn't know. They were like the Homer, you know, yeah. gif that where he's backing back into the <laughs> edge because they're like, oh, I didn't know him. But
0: you know. him, right. You yeah. were,
1: you know. You were going and, to them and, parties. And you, an institution, you were accepting his money. Right. 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 You you were accepting his money into research. You were right. Accepting his. You were and, clinking your glass right? with his. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So mm. that's my Jeffrey Epstein. Next updates. update is going to be Giselle has been caught. Oh my god! I I you know what's going to happen? Uh, Either she's caught or she comes afloat, or, or yeah, she ends mm. up. Oh, we were. She was found dead
0: in an apartment of apparent
1: yeah. overdose. <laughs> right. Appears to be suicide. <laughs> Followed in the same footsteps. Right.
0: So, I but- mean, I
1: still don't think he killed. I think he was killed. I think that <laughs> they, I think that you pay enough people uh-huh. to say he's going to end it. up suicide. Yeah. And if you're a corrections officer making, you know, $60,000 a year. Yeah. Well, make and sure you says, hide the money in your mattress. Don't put it in your right? bank account. Right. Because that's the first thing exactly. they're going to check. Yeah. So take all the cash. Do like drug dealers. Put it inside your a wall. a lot of people, at least yeah. a thousand people that do not want their names. Coming out. Revealed. Yeah. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. Whether because I... they knew of it and were complicit in it or they participated. Or in they it. don't want their wives or husbands to know. That's what I'm saying. You know? Like. You yeah. either participated in the activities or you were complicit and didn't say anything. Right. Right. You knew right. what he was doing when you went to Pedophile Island. Oh, yeah. You know. You knew what he was about. You knew when that young girl on his private jet offered to give you a foot massage. It Something didn't feel right, but you didn't say anything. <laughs> right. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the creator mm-hmm. of The Simpsons, that's what happened with him. Was it, he was on the, he was, yeah, there was this young girl who offered to get, who Jeffrey made give him a foot massage. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's nasty. I, I don't it's know. It's nasty, nasty, nasty. So, basically, I'm going to listen to the show. Yeah. Listen to it. It's good. It's good shit. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to do a little impeachment watch before we get into our stories uh i haven't haven't updated their impeachment watch in a while he's still there so he's i don't still, know if this he process did get is moved. working he did, he did get i did that see that, that yeah was... and they said lock him up um house committee unveils impeachment resolution text Um, A key House committee on Tuesday set the stage for the next phase of impeachment by releasing the rules that will guide Democrats through impeachment proceedings against President Donald Trump. The House Rules Committee released the text of the resolution Tuesday that the House will vote on later this week to formalize the impeachment proceedings. The full House is expected to vote on the resolution on Thursday. The resolution provides the procedural details for how the House will move Its impeachment inquiry into the next phase, and it represents the first time the full chamber will take a vote related to impeaching the president. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has argued that the vote is not being taken to formally authorize the impeachment inquiry as Republicans have demanded, but will help to eliminate any doubt as to whether the Trump administration may withhold documents, prevent witness testimony, disregard duly authorized subpoenas, or continue continue obstructing the House of Representatives. Um, I I don't remember any of this stuff happening for Clinton. No, because it didn't happen. I mean it just said it did like, happen. You know. What What is... I just, you know... I, yeah, this fool... You didn't see the Dems go storm the uh, room where they were doing depositions... Right. And interrupt it so they couldn't continue with the or, process. Or subpoenas yeah. being disregarded. Right. Right. Like, you didn't see none of that. Yeah. These are old, white, entitled men knowing that the freaking door is a-knocking and... Yeah, so Ugh, um, I'm just disgusted. You know, let's see what we'll see how this plays out next. Um again, don't wait on impeachment. Get out there, register to vote, get this fool out, get anybody out. else out, any other GOP All the way out. out of out of there. You got opportunities to take some seats back from the Senate. Um get these motherfuckers out of there. Out like we can't wait out. For the impeachment. No. We have to get out there and vote. Vote. Get out there and register to vote. Your local elections, your city school board, your HOAs. Yeah. Your student Anything. body presidents. <laughs> Anything.
0: Get <laughs> Anything. out there. If
1: you're a Blue. person of color, get in there. Get yeah. involved. Yeah. Don't just be sitting and complaining. All right, so no more What's Updates? No more What's Updates, not for me. No more Impeachment Watch. Um, We're going to have to take a little breaky break, and then we'll come back for our stories. (coughs) All right, we're back. Two, what are you bringing to the tape? All right, we're going to get into a couple stories uh, here before we give Sam a call. Um, So what you got to start? Uh, This one is... Oh, I had to bring it to the table. Portuguese doctor says, oh, sorry. This comes from Fox News and from their health section. A Portuguese doctor suspended after baby is born, sans eye, nose, part of skull reports. So, it has no eyes, no, no nose, knows. and part of its skull is missing. Yeah. And the doctor is, is suspended. Suspended because of it. Yes. Now you, you might ask why? Why? Why is he suspended? Yeah, how, did, you know, how, how is, is he that responsible happen? for the birth defects? Here it goes. All right. A Portuguese medical council voted unanimously Tuesday to suspend a doctor for six months. That's basically like a slap on the hand. After a baby was born under his care without eyes, without a nose, and with just part of its skull. Doctor. Arthur Carvajal is accused of negligence in the October 7th birth of a baby, Rodrigo, whose parents said they had no idea their son would arrive with such abnormalities. The baby was born at the hospital in Setubal, Setubal in Portuguese, about 25 miles south of Lisbon. There is strong evidence of, neg- of negligence. Um, that may lead to disciplinary sanction. Medical council chief Alexander Valentim, I don't, I don't, I can't say their last names, um, told the local <laughs> broadcaster RTP. The baby's mother told the BBC she had three ultrasounds at a private clinic with Carvajal, who raised no concerns at the time. When she had a fourth exam at a different clinic while six months pregnant, the doctor allegedly brushed off concerns the scan seemed to raise about potential abnormalities, the mother said. Mm. He explains that sometimes some parts of the face are visible when the baby's face is glued to the belly of the mother, the baby's aunt, Joanna Samoya, told local broadcaster. Rodrigo was born in Sao Bernardo Hospital, a coastal city around 23 miles south of Lisbon. The parents were allegedly told their baby would only live for hours, but he is still alive more than two weeks later and remains in the hospital. The parents have submitted a complaint to the Portugal prosecutor's office. This is not the first complaint levied against Carvajal. Health authorities told the BBC there are at least six other medical complaints that date that date back a decade, including one case when a baby born in 2011 had deformed legs, facial disfigurement, severe brain damage. Right. The case will come the case will have repercussions on the reputation of the doctors when it comes to pregnant, reassuring pregnant women. Um, yeah, he probably shouldn't be seeing pregnant women. No, but I bring, I bring this up for several reasons. Ultrasound. Right. Or he can, and he maybe believes that, Abortion is wrong. And so he's not going to tell the mom when he sees a problem because then she could do something about it in the early stages. So, again, he's Um, putting his beliefs on somebody else. making the decision. Right. As opposed to the two parents who are now suffering. Is abortion legal in Portugal? I don't know. I don't know. Let me Google that. It it. It, I would think it would be because what would they be complaining about? I mean, he has no, he has no, you know, not unless he's giving out medication like the the that, you know, is linked to birth defects. Isn't, didn't that get outlawed though? Like, yeah, no, I'm just saying, saying not unless he was prescribing medication, you know, Oh, but, so like maybe he's prescribed some medication that he students that's causing the birth right. effects and he continues but that, to do I it. I would think that would be in the article. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, abortion laws in Portugal were liberalized in 2007, allowing the procedure to be formed, be formed on demand if a pregnant woman's pregnancy is not exceeded its 10th week. So there is a three-day waiting period for abortions. And 10th week. So she's beyond the 10th week. Yeah. Well, I mean, when she had her first ultrasound. I mean, but I mean, what what's the problem then? So if he saw anything in the first ultrasound. But you typically won't see something like after 10, like at underneath, under 10 weeks. Yeah. Like nothing like that. I mean, maybe like little black dots yeah. of eyes or, um, you know, not see. unless it's a really good you know, ultrasound. Yeah. So Um, why would they be, maybe they're just complaining. It does say despite liberalization of the laws in practice, many doctors refuse to perform abortions, which they are allowed to under the conscious objection clause. I thought it was do no. Are they thinking who's the patient here? Is that what they're like? Do no harm. It's the baby. That's my patient. It's the mom. That's the patient. It's whatever they want.
0: Um, Whatever they
1: decide it. Portugal remains a country where catholic traditions are seeking significant influence. Abortions at later stages are allowed for specific reasons such as women's health, rape, sexual crimes or fetal malformation. Okay. So so this doctor could be a conscious conscious, conscious conscientious objector. <laughs> I'll oh, say that for you. you. <laughs> I feel like I was like stuck. <laughs> I was a record, and it was stuck. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Elmer. E, 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 e. I did. I did. So, put a cat. Oh no, that's that's. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the other one. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah. I mean, it's highly likely this guy does not believe that a and woman then didn't should say nothing. Have an abortion, and so, so now this baby is left to suffer. Been, yeah. And the family as well. I mean, a half a skull. You're gonna no the- eyes, no nose. The kid is going to be, like, a freak, first of all. Like, nobody's... Uh, it's not going to be... It's not going to be pretty. Let's just... Uh, this kid's quality of life. Yeah. He's going to have to wear a helmet the whole... Well, I mean, how is it even going to be... How is how is the baby even going to be able to breathe? Uh, if you have no nose. Maybe I mean, it's I, just holes. So you have a na- nas- nasal cavity. Yeah. Just holes. Oh, wow. I, I mean, they could probably do facial reconstruction, but... But then ne- that's con- there's cost. pain. I mean, although I think they probably have universal healthcare in Portugal. Uh, but the baby's pain and all that? Um, like, you know, that's that means surgery procedures? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, I would say that there's probably some uh doctor thinking what what he thinks is right for right. the situation. But guess what? He gets to walk away. Exactly. And exactly. the work is left to the parents. Exactly. And they should have had the choice to say, no, I'm not going to have my baby Yeah, suffer. they should have the the, the
0: choice. Yes, yes or no.
1: Yeah. Right? Hey, your your baby looks like it doesn't have eyes, doesn't have a nose. There's part of the skull missing. What would you like to do? You know? And if she, if she chose to then. That's a hard, I mean, that's a hard decision, period. Yeah. You know? Like, at any point, it's a hard decision. It's a hard, like, right? it's not even like, my kid. And yeah. I'm like. I, I'm like, oh, I, mean, I, uh, what I don't do you know. Do? I don't know. what. <sighs> you know, what you I, I, I can't give a firm answer. I mean, like, I can't say... say, you know, well, we don't know if it'll live. It might die in the first few hours. Um, if it does live, you know, this is what you're looking at in terms of care and taking care of this infant. Yeah. What do you want to do? Yeah. But to not even know, right? right? Like that's the not issue. to be given the choice. You're not told that your child. Like I, I could prep myself for it. If deformed. I say I'm going to continue this pregnancy, right. I like, don't care. I'm going to do what we. I'm going to prep do, myself. We'll right, like, right. They expecting they're having a a, a healthy, perfect baby healthy baby because he doesn't say anything other than, well, you know, sometimes the ultrasound, if right? They're, if, if they're, they're smooshed, smooshed up against, against, the, give me a. What, is it like a window? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here (laughs) right oh Uh, well all right um okay well yeah this is a another damn (laughs) example of competing in a sport while brown Oh, and hey, difference. no, no updates on uh cheater, serial cheater. Uh, let me see. Is Nothing there any, new on that. Well, I didn't ask the, you about Well, that. Emma, Week did do a story. <gasps> they did. It was pretty much the basics oh. that we already covered. So they picked it Nothing up. Nothing new. They yeah. didn't interview her. Or yeah, yeah. There's uh, no interview. I'm waiting for that one. Um, Yeah. I want to I want our fucking interview. Oh, I, I I'm
2: wanna,
1: wondering if, uh, should we reach we out reach to her out? and be like, hey, tell us your story. Yeah. Emily. Tell us. We want to know what's going on. Yeah. Um yeah so that's the that's the only thing is that we'll have a week to do a story but it was oh. essentially all the same information that we did yeah. here at what do you bring it to the table We brought it to you first. Yeah. All right. Um all thing? right so this comes from the Huffington Post um Muslim teen disqualified for wearing hijab during a race. Quote, I felt humility, humiliated race officials told the team that she needed to have a written waiver in order to compete, even though she'd never been asked for one before. What? So, so she's been competing with, she's okay. been running, she's been doing, wearing her hijab um, that uh, Nike makes a really cool, uh-huh. you know, dry fit one that. Folks can wear um bed She running must have been winning. On. She must have been winning. Well, um, it was her personal best time. <laughs> yeah, see? Didn't I I didn't even I didn't even read the story.
2: Mm-hmm. No, it's but like the, the, swimmer, minute, right? Right.
1: Yeah. the minute that they're doing good, right. oh, it must be that he yep. hijab. He yep. Oh, you didn't follow yep. the rules. Must be the shoes. Yep. Yeah. So Nor Alexandria Abu Karim said had just finished her greatest race to date at Uh. a 5k run at her local district meet on Saturday. (laughs) It was her personal best time, 22 minutes and 22 seconds. But when the 16 year old got to the finish line, she noticed her name and time were not listed when, um, I just make sure my thing is muted because sometimes videos pop up. Oh Uh, but when the, uh, so when Abu Karam, asked why officials said her hijab violated the uniform policy and that and that she had been disqualified her personal best time didn't even count you know i'm not i'm not nobody you're not nobody i'm not nobody not nobody but i do know the hijab is Cultural, yes. religious, yes. and they don't just take it off just because you don't like it. Right. They have to have it yeah. on. Do they disqualify people for wearing a cross necklace? Uh, uh, is I that just, allowed? I, I'm sure it is, but I bet you if it was uh, getting them top scores, they'd be like, "Hey, you better take Jesus yep. off. You gotta your neck. take your Jesus necklace, yeah. necklace off. Jesus is helping you too much." Yeah. I just it. We're in 2000. 19 19 going to 2020 right. and right. yet here we are we had that one kid that had his dreads the cut dreads off dreads cut off he came, well he decided to cut him off even though he didn't have they were going to gonna, they to were going to disqualify him right exactly we had the swimmer who was disqualified although they reinstated it because her uh, a bathing suit. bathing suit was riding up her butt um we can't count yeah. serial cheater <laughs> serial cheater um so but, but yeah but they listen to her yeah serial cheater got to yeah wow. i mean she who Who knows why, how many other marathons that bitch cheated in <laughs> that she didn't get caught yeah right
2: <laughs> and yeah. then when she
1: was caught they still allowed her to exactly. go into you know ride bikes and um you know get this, in the hot tub Sylvania north <laughs> view high school cross-country runner had competed in previous meets with no problems until saturday's division one northwest district cross-country meet in eastern ohio at first it was so humiliating and then this was huge disbelief abu karim told Huffington Post, this has never happened to me race officials told the team that she needed to have a waiver signed by the ohio Um, Ohio High School Athletic Association, in order to race, even though she had never been asked for one before in all her time on school cross country track, cross country track and soccer teams. Mm. So, this girl competed in three sports wearing her hijab. Not one time was she told she needed a waiver until she did, and her and those scores counted. Her time counted, yeah. Like, I mean, no, no issues. Um, she was in normal race gear, black Nike, like Nike leggings and an under armor top with team Jersey and a Nike hijab to comply with her religious values and didn't expect any issue. The OHSAA representative told Huffington Post that cross country runners are allowed to participate in competitions, wearing religious headwear. Mm -hmm. So long as the runners obtain a waiver from the OHSAA and submitted it in the head office before the race, since it was, It is a change to the OHSAA uniform regulations. When was that change supposedly implemented? Uh, Saturday's officials uh, were simply enforcing the rules since a waiver had not been submitted. The spokesman (laughs) continued um, adding that looking at the specific uniform regulation to potentially modify it in the future so that religious headwear does not require. Yeah, duh. Like why? Why do we need to why? wait? Why? Why would we even have to fucking do this? Like, as soon as you realize it, how it, ludicrous it's not even, this was, right? You should be like, this rule does is obsolete. Right. We're not enforcing it, right? I'm her not, score stands. Yes, exactly. Somebody had to have complained. You know somebody did. Right. You know somebody did. She beat my kid out. Mm -hmm. Heck no. Mm -hmm. Take that hijab off. Sorry, it's not part of the uniform. I'm complaining. Exactly. And then those people then, well, yeah. They knew that it's part of her religious, you know, uh, wear, that she has to wear it. Mm -hmm. So why didn't they say, uh, sorry, her scores will still stand. We'll note your complaint. Yep. And we'll... It go forward right. in that way. Exactly. That way she's not embarrassed. Exactly. That way her scores count mm-hmm. and then move on to the process yep. later. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So just another example of when, you know, a brown person does, does well, yeah. we got to go after her, any kind of little technicality right. to make sure that they, you, you can't know. run naked because they'll complain about well, that. And here's the <laughs> thing too, is. She Like she says, why wouldn't they tell me about my uniform violation just like they told the girl on my team? Why wouldn't they give me the same respect they gave her? I felt disrespected and humiliated. Yeah. So I don't know if there was somebody else on her team um, that oh um said she and her teammates go through a uniform check prior to each race. So prior to the race even starting, why didn't they say, oh, oh you can't did wear you, that. Did you file a waiver for that? Yeah. yeah. And then she would be like, a waiver? I've never had to file one before. Yeah. And then there could have been a discussion. Right. The coaches she could, could have, have been all decided. got together and said, hey, uh, you, we know this has never been required before or never requested before. Coaches, what do you think? Are you yeah. willing to, yeah. you know, like we won't enforce it and we'll deal with the a- OSHA- a backlash or whatever, a- whoever's complaining. Or you know, whatever. But if we all come to consensus that she's been running in it, it's yeah. never been an issue. Like, yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And, and as a matter of fact, I would think that that would be, you know, drag. You know, what's that? Uh, oh, lo- it, would, it would cause drag. Drag. So you, you know, but the fact that she can do it, I think yeah. that's the problem. Exactly. They were like, "Ah, eh, let her wear it because right. you oh, know what's her yeah, score. Yeah, that's, she, gonna dra- that yeah, that's gonna drag. Yeah, that's gonna drag the yeah. air. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's oh, fucking ridiculous. Goodness. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. not even her coach knew um her race would be counted would not be counted until after she completed the race um the the cost country rulebook states that head coverings such as hats caps were banned but it does not address hijab specifically the rule book also states that athletes who require an exception to uniform rule due to religious reasons had to request one from OHSAA um but That's- again why would they never, it would never have been brought up before. Nobody's ever said anything. Um, you know, she beat some little white kids, <laughs> white parents kid, <laughs> you know, some Karen out there
0: oh, yeah. got
1: her little ass beat and went to mommy and said, she's wearing that thing and you're not supposed to wear anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll get them. Right fucking Karen <laughs> <laughs> let's move it along Alex let's move it along <laughs> all right all right so we should take a break and then we'll make our call and then uh, we'll get back to our stories after that how yeah. about that Sounds all right good. we'll be right back <laughs> welcome back to, to what do you bring to the table what do you bring to the table we are about to call um and do our update from mm-hmm. the uh, Bridgetown, Bridgetown tournament. We're back in the podcast room. Back wow. in the Podcraft room, mm-hmm. sitting without the pins and the balls. Yeah. <laughs> um get ready to talk to Sam Hole. <laughs> <laughs> we're, ca- we're about to call Sam. Uh, and Sam is the PDX Pride president, uh Bridgetown Invitational Tournament Co-director. Oh, we'll let him, that's we'll a him mouthful. tell us more about himself. Yeah. Now that we call so we're gonna we're gonna dial him up right now. And- Let's Let's hope that this baby. Oh, there we got it's ringing. Yeah, it's ringing. And you did tell him, right? Uh He is aware. Uh He said we're having a storm here, so it's. Oh no! Technical. Hello. Hello? Is this Sam? Hello. How's this Sam? Hi, Sam. It's Tori. Yeah. This is Sylvia too. Hey,
0: Sylvia.
1: We thought we were going to have some technical difficulties here, but you answered right away. Thank you. It appears like things are working well. Cool. And you're having a, a storm, right? Wait, where are yeah, you? Where well, are you in Portland?
2: I'm in Portland. Oh, oh so are we? But yeah. I'm in, but I'm in Portland on a big hill. Oh, so wow. we're having a windstorm.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and it's I cold. Hope that the trees all stay where they're supposed to be, and your right? your lights <laughs> stay on. I know. Um, so Sam, uh, we wanted to follow up with you because we didn't get a chance to interview you at the uh, Bridgetown tournament. And sure. um, now, Sam, were you playing? Were you playing? Were you bowling?
2: No, I'm the uh, was the tournament co tournament director, so oh, I was okay. running the thing.
1: Oh, so you were running around? So you were yeah. you were doing all t- sorts of duties that the president
2: co. Yeah, I did about um, ten miles each of the days running up and down the bowling alley. Wow.
1: What? What? Wow. Ten miles yeah. worth of steps, huh? Well, and that bowling alley yeah, was pretty it was big, too.
2: Yeah, it was pretty good, but it's a lot of walking, a lot of running, like you know.
1: So tell us, like, what it duties? Is- like, what, like, what are you making sure people are abiding by the rules? Making sure their balls
2: aren't, you know, clean
1: and wet.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: we heard There's about the wet way- ball rule. It.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of crazy. So Carrie um, Johnson was the other co-director, so she took on the bracket.
1: Okay.
2: So Carrie ran the brackets for the weekend. And then what I did is I ran the house. So I was um, talking with the actual bowling house itself. I was making sure that the right oil patterns are down. And then I'm making sure everything gets started, doing the announcements for the sponsors, doing the announcements for the um, joint uh, companies,
0: uh-huh.
2: making sure that the pro shops got what they need to be going, and then making sure that everybody on the lanes is doing what they're supposed to.
1: Wow. That's a lot. So, Sam, tell us a little bit, because when we spoke um, there at the tournament, you kind of gave me like a brief history of how this tournament kind of has been moved around a little bit and how y'all ended up at Kellogg Bowl. Um, So just tell us a little bit about the Bridgetown Invitational just in general. How long have you been part of that? And uh, a little bit of kind of what you told me about um, kind of moving around to different uh, alleys and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, sure. So it started the Bridgetown Invitational Tournament started six years ago. This was the sixth annual one.
0: Mm. Um,
2: and it started because there was no uh, tournament in the I five corridor in the so Seattle, Vancouver, BC and then the other tournament in Portland all are in the spring. They're so uh. literally January January, we scheduled March and then May. And so we were like, there should be something to do in the fall when bowling starts. And so they started a tournament, a group of folks got together and started a tournament, um, which was also kind of started when all the events went down with the PDX Pride League um, being chucked out of uh, Hollywood Bowl.
1: Oh, I heard something about bread. that. Jason had kind of mentioned something about that. So what what exactly, so you had a bowling league that, that bowled at, at the Hollywood Bowl?
2: Yeah, the PDX Pride League was the largest league of any kind in the Pacific Northwest for years and years and years. Wow! And then the Hollywood Bowl decided um, that they no longer wanted to have gay people bowling there.
1: Oh my, you're kidding so they, me.
2: They decided that they were going to throw us out. And so, before they could throw us out, we literally got together on a Friday and went, You know what? We'll just leave. And they're like, Well, no, you can stay till the end of the season. And we're like, Oh, no. Yeah, you're
1: um, taking my money.
2: We're either, yeah, we either stay or we're not. And they're like, Well, you can't be here past this date. And we're like, No, we can't be here past right now. Right. So, we, we went to Pro 300, um, which welcomed us. And then AMF bought that house. Mm-hmm. and then after two years of buying that house then the rumor started that they were selling the building and mm-hmm. so we went what are you guys doing and they're like mm-hmm. well no 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 we're not selling we're not selling and luckily like my job um, my day job is I own an interior design business and I just happened to be downtown when the permits were um, put in for that to become a target oh, and so okay. I knew for a fact that they were selling it and so we confronted them and they lied to our faces again I was the vice president of the league at the time and they were like, no, 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 we're not doing anything. And I was like, well, here's a piece of paper, so I know you're lying.
0: Wow. And so
2: Kellogg welcomed us in, um, and that's when they started the tournament.
0: Oh,
1: wow. So Because
2: it was like, okay, and it just got smaller and smaller. The sad thing was it went from being the largest league in the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. to now it's only 18 teams because mm. we had to change from Friday nights to Sunday night, mm. and just those movings affected People in such a different way, you know. Some people just couldn't believe that Hollywood would just outright say we don't want gay people here. Wow! Yeah. And then going to to Kellogg, and then AMF started the same thing, and it was sort of like PTSD for some folks. and Interesting enough, it was like an age thing. Like the older people, we kind of knew what was coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the younger ones hadn't experienced that blatant, right? Kind of like in-your-face stuff, and so um, going to Kellogg. It's been because it's such a family run business, like they really just welcomed the business and said, no, you guys don't ever have to go anyplace else ever.
0: Oh, and that's
2: So nice. that relationship finally felt safe enough that the folks could start the tournament they wanted to start six years ago. That's wow.
1: awesome. Wow. wow. That's great. So how did you get involved in bowling?
2: I started bowling. <laughs> um, oh, well, that sounds like a the-
1: story in there.
2: Yeah, I went to bowling school is what I tell everybody. So my bowling mother and school. all my aunts were bowlers. Okay. And so um, I went to bowling school because that's back in the day when they still had the daycares and bowling alleys. Yep, oh. I
0: remember that. And so
2: when women had leagues, you know, my mom would take me into the daycare room and my sister was already in school, called it bowling school.
0: Oh,
2: so I was just around it from a really young age and then I started league bowling, um competition bowling when I was in 7th grade.
1: Oh, right wow. On. So what do you uh, what are your what's your average?
2: My average right now is 198. Not oh, oh.
1: too bad. Not too bad. Now what's yeah. the, what 300 is the top? Like that's, that's a perfect score.
2: Yeah, is perfect. Yeah.
1: yeah. Are there any 300 yeah. players out there? Like I mean, I'm assuming well, like
2: Oh, go ahead. <laughs> There's people that will throw 300. There's nobody with a 300 average. Like a pro bowler, usually sits somewhere in the 220s. Oh, okay. okay. And
0: because
2: we had a we had um we had five pro bowlers bowling the tournament.
1: No kidding, at, really. For the
2: bit, yeah.
1: What well, was the prize? We had five like, people
2: mo- with 220s. Now, is
1: okay. was the prize for the winning team? Is it money? How do you get? Like,
2: what do the winners get? Yeah, the winning team. Uh, the winning team made $888.
1: Shut the front door. 800 bucks. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah. I might have to get I'm back have, to bowling.
1: I might <laughs> have to go to some <laughs> bowling school <laughs> up I, in here. I might have to get back into yeah. it. It's been a minute. But wow. the
2: doubles, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the doubles winners made just over 400 and the person that won the singles made just over 200
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. For a weekend? Is that like a weekend? A, a, and plus, yeah, you're having fun at a, you know. I saw people with drinks in yeah. their hands, just enjoying themselves. And can you imagine? Then winning. Yeah, that's a yeah. great weekend. And that's and
2: that's the, yeah, and that's the whole thing, you know. And we also had like the other thing that I was running is the raffles. So we had several different raffles going on. Um, we actually had a mega raffle that we sold all the tickets, and so at the award ceremony, one of the bowlers walked out with a thousand dollars cash.
1: Oh what? my! good. Hey, we did buy two raffle tickets. Was it, was it my, did my number get called? I don't know. They said they were going to do it. the <laughs> <No. works. laughs> well, no, it, There
2: was a gal named
1: Mary. I think I might've given her my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam, um, how did the, how did the tournament go overall? This is what I heard, um, from the Seattle folks was that the lanes okay. were really tough. And um, they had a bit of a problem. I don't know if they said they were dry or too, I can't remember what, but I know Jason and his crew were, were struggling with the lanes there. So how do you feel that the tournament went overall and kind of how did everybody play? And now, and they, my question would be now, is that the excuse that they use? Cause they didn't do so hot, too many drinky drinkies. (laughs) And all of a sudden the lane is dry.
2: And there's, yeah, and the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Right, Um, for sure. The tournament, I think the tournament went very well. Um, You know, as far as good bowling, we had several really high scores. We had a couple 290s. Wow. We had a couple 270s. We had somebody shoot an 800 series that will be receiving a USB-C ring for shooting an 800 series. Wow.
1: What's an 800 Um, series? An
2: 800 series is 800 scratch pins in three games. I so okay. think they're bowling over 250 to 270 each game. To
1: get wow.
0: Wow. And
2: that's so there awesome. was some good bowling happening. Um, but I think for the Seattle folks, I think one of the interesting things is they don't bowl on wood lanes. And so when they come okay. down for this tournament at Kellogg's, Kellogg's Wood Lane. Oh,
1: okay. So the old
2: school bowling.
1: Wow. So what are they, what is Seattle, I mean, what other uh, lanes do they have, like
2: material? What have synthetic they have Uh, synthetic so they have plastic things okay and so we face that and so when we go to their tournament we face that going up there because we're used to bowling on wood so when we go to synthetic we have to adjust you have to be able to adapt so is it more slickery on synthetic yeah it's slickery and use a different oil and so the patterns are a little bit different and so um that's when people talk about how many bowling balls can a bowler have Mm. but that's that's where that all that comes into play because the cover stocks now on bowling balls are so complicated, and you have to match the cover stocks to the oil pattern to the type of oil oh. to get the ball to react the way you want it to do. And I think for some of them, they bring down the balls they're used to throwing on synthetic, and with the wood being much more reactionary, and it does dry out because it's a natural surface,
0: yeah. it
2: dries out differently. So they, they're used to pushing the oil around, and the, the wood will absorb some of that oil. Oh, so that makes sense. they probably. Probably didn't have the right equipment.
1: Well, you really know, those boys in their balls, they nah. never
2: never have the quite. <laughs> <players>. Exactly. <laughs> How many balls does it take?
1: Right? <laughs> so, Sam, what At least is more than two? I would think. <laughs> what is your. Well, um... like I... Oh, go ahead.
2: I just, I just say, I, when I go to the tournament, I take six bowling balls. Six. For that very reason. Wow. Wow.
1: You uh-huh. know, I'm the kind yeah. of bowler that I'll put on my shoes. I like the shoes; they're super cute. I'll put on the shoes, uh-huh. and then I'll just, th- I'll just throw the ball. I, th- I mean, I have zero technique, and I'm just hoping it's gonna hit some pins. That's the kind of bowler I am.
0: And I didn't know it was exactly that complicated.
2: It doesn't – well, and, it, and that's the thing, depending on what level people are doing. That's what why bowling, I think, is such a great sport for everyone because for the competition bowlers, there's strategy, there's technique, there's equipment. Yeah. Um, And then there's challenging shots. So, you know, one of the things we did for this weekend is those bowlers bowled on four different patterns. Wow. And so – that's hard to adjust to as well because once I'm changing the oil patterns, then they need to probably need a different ball. And that's good. Shot. I
1: mean, it makes competition, you know, even, and it also makes it challenging for those higher rated players to make sure, Hey, you got to be on your game at every, you know, you, you and, exactly, and
2: that's exactly why we did it. We've never changed the oil pattern that much, but I'm like, if we have five bowlers with an average of 224 or higher, we have to make sure that they're challenged just as much as the person that's just throwing the ball down the middle for a good time. Yeah. That's yeah. bowling the tournament. And so, and that's the way to make them, uh, play the game.
0: Yeah. And
2: so nobody ran off with it. So what, why, the reason I think it is successful is that it was challenging enough that no bowler came in and ran away with the entire thing. Cause yes. you can go to some tournaments where the single winner is the double winner who's oh. also on the team. Oh, that yeah. That wins. And that did not happen. Across right the board, it was different winners in each section. Oh,
1: right. well, that's cool. On. So, Sam, it says it's an invitational. Is there like a qualifying? Do you have to have a qualifying score to join the tournament? Or is it, you know, first you come, first start, sign up?
2: No, you don't. Um, one of the reasons I believe that they started it as an invitational was because as a, as a uh, Igbo, it's a mm-hmm. gay bowling tournament when it started, um, we needed something in place to make sure that people that wanted to come in that weren't going to be allies or weren't going to be community-oriented, mm-hmm. um, and that we could have a way to actually hold them out. So it's nice. the invitation allows us to pull an invitation from someone if we need to. Nice. Oh.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. Cause you don't Everybody's any... welcome. fun. Right, long... yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Everybody's welcome as long as you're going to behave. And if you're not, then your invitation will be pulled.
1: Yeah. Bye. <laughs> so, I, like, okay. So, if I'm not a bowler, and I'm like, oh, Tori, let's get two other people. Let's, you know, let's see if we can get in. What is our general entry fee for? I mean, it's, it's a four man team. Well, right? and
2: here's and here's the and here's the part to bowl the tournament. You have to have a USBC average or an Igbo average. Okay. So that means you have to have bowled a league at least 21 games in the league to okay. get an average.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Um, okay.
2: But the fee the feature bowl is only one hundred and five dollars for all three segments. So one hundred and five gets you singles, doubles, and team.
1: That is wow. really good. And that's that would be divided by four people, like that's your team entry, or is that per person?
2: No, that's per person.
1: Oh, Okay,
2: I so and really that also gets you your, and that gets you your ticket to the award ceremony for your food and for beverage and oh, wow. for um, is it open bar? The award ceremony. Open bar? No, we don't do open bar. <laughs> no, we make them all by you. You were there. You saw those folks. I, I were, did. Uh, I mean, they, they they gotta, like they
1: they're like fish. They're like fish. You know, I was like, come yeah. on, put that drink down and go throw them dirty balls.
2: Yeah, we didn't have, we didn't have Widmere Brothers as a brewing as a uh, sponsor for no reason. You know mean? Yeah. well, those, but those the other thing I drinking. liked
1: about it was, you know, all these liquored up gay folks, they weren't like fighting or anything, which is like, you know, that's when you can go and have right. a good time and there are no fights because there are no angry drunks, you know, I, right. they, everybody just seemed to have a really good
2: time. And that's why, and that's why I think that term is successful as well because, you know, each segment, there was a group that didn't bowl well because they weren't used to the pattern or they didn't have the equipment. But at the same time, everybody was still having a good time because they knew I'm not getting at this, this three set, but I'll get it the next set. Or I got it the first set. So now I got to find it this set. Um, And that's the great thing I think about our tournament is we had, gay bowlers. We had straight? the uh, folks from the, Nise- the Nisei League here in Portland, Kane, which is the Asian League. Oh. We had folks from the TNBA out of Seattle, which yeah, is the we, National uh, Bowling yeah, we Association. Karen. Yeah,
1: we interviewed
2: yeah. Karen. Um, yeah, Karen. Yeah, Karen. And so, I mean, the diversity this year was huge. We had nice. um, all our straight allies that bowl in all those leagues um, yeah. were here as well. And so it was just a really good mix of different cultures, different people but all awesome. have bowling in common. So then we're all one family.
1: Yeah. And that's sure. how they
2: bowled. That's how they treated each other.
1: I love wow. it. I know I, I wasn't it. bowling, but I had a good time. I had a good time talking Excellent. to people. It was great. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, um, uh, I, I, I think last year, were you guys at the Vancouver one last year? Was yeah. Last year they were yeah. over at Crosley. Yeah. So I, I, I went up there or was there last year too. And, um, yeah, just watching everybody's just so fun and, Just, yeah. Enjoying themselves. Enjoying themselves. Makes me
2: want to, makes me want to join a league. Yeah. And that's, and that's what you want. And it's like last year I thought Crosley was fine. I found the house to be a bit big.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, With this tournament still being fairly young, you know, we filled the house with 24 teams. Yeah. The goal would be in the next three years is to fill that house twice and run two segments.
0: Ooh, so be that we great. have 48 teams. Whoa. But we're
2: still growing and we still got to you know, have the reputation of people knowing that it's a good tournament, that right. our payouts are good, that everybody has a good time. And then we can grow into that.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but I just couldn't beat you know, Bill and Roxanne at Kellogg for the community. Yeah, And yeah. for the family aspect.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that was and a great so,
2: place. Yeah, and on Sunday, um, we actually had our first Scratchmasters. We had never done Scratchmasters before, so we had that Scratchmasters, and we actually um, named them after Bill Oatkin um, because most people didn't know that Bill, you know, as far as bowling goes, Bill was the first person in the state of Oregon to ever roll in 800 series.
1: Wow, mm. that's awesome. And then we
2: had... Yeah, and then we had somebody roll an 800 series in our tournament at his house right the day on. before we named the Scratchmasters Masters after him. So it's now the Bridgetown invitational tournament Bill Oaken Scratchmaster Finals from here cool. going forward.
0: Wow. Very cool. Wow. So, so
2: we we wanted to honor honor Bill and his commitment to both the PDX Pride League and to the tournament and to bowling in Oregon by nice. naming it after him.
1: So basically your guys's plan is Bridge or Bridgetown will be at Kellogg Bowl until the affinity basically until, <laughs> until yeah until
2: well yeah but it only be that we're there yeah. until it's either too big we can't be there right. or they you know close it down because bowling right. stops which okay. i don't see happening anytime soon nice nice
1: so then who what uh league is um at kellogg like who who who's practicing there like you know so is if the, somebody the like, league, like, the say the if corner. i wanted to go and join the league I, could i go to Killog and yeah. join a league. Sunday team? night,
2: we Sunday night is the PDX Pride League goals on Sunday night. I'm the president of that league, okay. so come on down. Okay, uh, all right. Um, we still have we still have room right now for folks to still join um, this season. We okay. got a couple teams that need one or two people on them.
1: When does um, the season run? Welcome. Like, how does the when does it start? When does it end? How many
2: weeks? Season, um, We run about 32 weeks, so we start right after Labor Day and we go all the way until the beginning of May,
1: and okay. that's every Sunday.
2: Every Sunday, we skip well, we skip holidays, and we actually skip the Super Bowl weekend.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all right. That's <laughs> nice of you. That's
2: like... <laughs> now, it's like we just learned over the years, we're not going to do it, always going to show up. And yes. so, for
1: weekend. for like, say, somebody like me, I would go there, and then would I have to pay uh, due, or what is that?
2: <clears throat> yeah, so our leagues are sanctioned. So you would pay your USB C card. Okay. Which is $24 I believe for okay. the year That's not bad. Um, that makes you a that no that makes you a USBC bowler which means oh. your average thing can go to any tournament okay. then we have a weekly fee of $15 okay. and that includes all the prize fund and um stuff like that throughout the year Would um, I have to and bring then my own if you balls? wanted to no you can use the house ball you can okay. rent shoes but we always tell everybody um if you want your average to be as high as possible, you get your own shoes and you get your own ball because a ball that's drilled professionally for your hand will come off your hand easier and better, oh, which means you have more control for the aiming of that ball down the lane.
1: Yeah. Tori's agreeing with it's you. I, I bowled and uh, uh, from like grade school till I graduated high school. So, um, gotcha. So yeah, you know, so I you mean, had your own balls. I had my own ball. I had a hammer.
2: Oh wow, that was the. Oh, she was serious.
1: Yes. Uh, Yes. Oh wow, look at that. He's like she said. Wow, it was a fingertip drill too. Yeah.
2: Right, and that—that's and that's even more control. So that's the, you know, when people come in, they get the regular universal grip, and then the more serious you get, you go to fingertip because that's even more control. And where do you buy the shoes at? I just want to buy the
1: shoes just to wear them. I like the shoes.
2: The pro shop. You can buy the. You can buy them in the pro shop. Oh. Well, I, have a, I, have some, I have some nephews that come and get all my old bowling shoes because they like wearing them out like as shoe shoes because the bottoms are leather. So they don't yeah, really wear out. Right. You know, you lose the support. And they're super the comfy. For bowling. Yeah. And so they'll come get all my crazy looking bowling <laughs> shoes. Like I, I, love I it. try to find the loudest ones I can.
1: So what about uh, parents? Like, are they do they still have the bowling school or is like, you better find your own, you know, bowling school?
2: Oh, to learn how to bowl, you no, mean? No,
1: for the kids, the daycare, the daycare.
2: No, they don't do that anymore. Like that's so sad. So, yeah. um, what's turned into now? Which they didn't really. We had junior leagues when I started bowling, but now they have with the competition and the the tournament junior leagues that travel. Uh huh. You know, like all the all the sports now, they all get to travel. We didn't do that when we were younger. You know, it's yeah. like you go bowl at your house every Saturday morning from nine to eleven thirty. Yep,
0: that's
2: what yeah. I um, did. Oh, jeez. So, so they. We don't, but that, what's interesting um, at the trailer this weekend is the Sam, who owns uh, the Pro Shop, runs that Pro Shop there at Kellogg, um, him and his wife, Shelby, had a baby about four months ago. Oh. And so we had a bowler drop out and so Shelby jumped into bowl and then Sam was running the pro shop. So we were all passing their baby along. So at uh-huh. one point in the tournament, I'm, I had baby with me running up and down, oh. the house. you know, so everybody kind of takes care of the babies when they come up. No, yeah. that's the community sweet. will jump in and say, okay, you go do what you got to do. We got this baby. Oh,
1: that is super sweet. Well, Sam, we're about out of time for this re- piece of recording segment. Um, thanks for, for being patient. And letting us call you today. Um,
2: oh, no, does, I appreciate your call. I'm so sorry. I couldn't talk with you guys no, when you were there. You were
1: busy. You were making things happen. So, um, just, you know, for folks that listen, to PDX pride, do they have a Facebook? Do they have a website? Where can people go to find out more?
2: Both of those, we have PDX pride. Um, uh, Dot com. We, our Facebook is the quickest way because somebody will answer you either from the league, myself, an officer, or somebody else will just answer any questions people have. Um, And then bitbol. Org is for the tournament.
1: Okay. Well, we'll uh, make sure to link those onto our Facebook page. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for uh, talking with us and uh, bowl strikes.
2: Yeah. With plain balls. come, Come. Exactly. <laughs> Whichever six balls I need for the night. That's right. <laughs> take care. Yeah, you take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, bye-bye.
1: All right, we'll be right back. <coughs> Welcome back to What Are You Bringing to the Table? Well, that was a great conversation Yeah, Sam. I, I, You know, and I actually enjoyed myself there for real. Like, I, I would encourage anybody... Yeah. To go out there if you want to bowl. Yeah. I don't I don't know the game, but I wouldn't know. I don't know nothing. No. And I wanted to ask him, when did it go from bowling alley? To house, I like house. Yeah, well, when did that I didn't know that either? Because I, did, I, hear you say alley. I, I've always known it as a bowling alley. Yeah. So growing up, I, I knew it as a bowling alley. Yeah, or, or lanes, somewhere like you know, yeah, call it the somewhere lanes in or there, the alley. Or it whatever. went all high class you know, to house. House. What house do you play in? Right. right. that sound like uh, uh Harry Potter. What house do you belong? I don't know Harry Potter. i don't know Harry Potter. You don't know Hufflepuffs, I Slytherins? Them. I refuse to watch oh, them. please do not judge her. Please do no, not judge, judge me, her judge listeners. Me. I don't. I've never seen that or Lord of the Rings. What? Yep. She's oh, geez, Louise. It's my, I mean, at this point, I can't ever watch them. Why? Because, well... Originally I never watched because it was all hype and it's the like, yeah. oh, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter yeah. and I'm like I'm not fucking watch it. You're hyping this too much. I'm not going to be uh, part of your sheeple people. Okay, well let me just tell you. And now I can't watch him because I'm like <laughs> I have to stick right. to this. And let me just tell you. If you were to just start off with one Harry P- you'd be uh yeah, Sylvia. I watched all 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 six ep- oh, or all six series. I, I think see, it's six. I think it's also this genre. I'm not into fantasy crap like that what? magic and that kind of stuff oh it's good it's not my it's not my it's genre. about you know what i like about it because it's a it's about an abused kid you know yeah. and uh how he you know and i'm assuming like you know he's an abused kid parents died and yet he was able to you know make something good like he'd be he was a really good kid like wow. just a very nice Kid that you would want to be friends with, oh, very abused, helpful, fused white kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, let's get back to some stories. Yes, um, since in the spirit of Halloween, what do you I got in the spirit of Halloween. This one comes from. How come it doesn't? My thing doesn't. I don't know where this story's coming oh from. Because oh, it's APA. Sorry, APA, AP, not APA. The AP, AP. AP. Um haunted house requires 40 page waiver, what? Insurance and a drug test. Wait, Summertown, a drug test? <laughs> Summer town. Yeah, take a Tennessee UA before you can go in Before into you the- can and sign a 40 page waiver that you ain't suing. What the hell? A haunted house that promises an extreme experience that can last up to 10 hours. Holy shit. Requires participants to be medically cleared by a doctor and sign a 40 page waiver. Yeah. The McCamie Manor experiences in Summertown, Tennessee and Huntsville, Alabama, I guess there's two also require visitors to be at least 18 insured and pass a background check and drug test. the hell? Can you believe it? Who's doing this? Uh, the WFLA-TV reports that owner Russ McCamney offers thousands of dollars to anyone who completes the tour. So not only what? are you like uh, going into it, you know it could be a 10-hour well, experience. Then they must be able to touch But you. if you make it, if you can get out of it, you're getting thousands of dollars. So right. they must be able to touch and grab and like, uh, detain and hold down or something. But says no one has ever made it. If you complete so it, you get thousands word? of dollars, but nobody's ever done it. What? He records each tour on video for his own protection, he says, and then posts them online. Oh, my God. I want to this shit. Showing them. Showing them quitting in humiliation. Try um, what is I gotta get? Try McKinney, McKinney Manor. It costs nearly nothing to enter, just a bag of dog food. The website warns of physically demanding environments, but McKinney says the manor is a mental game. What? That's what's gonna get you. I've seen this thing. That's what's gonna get you is the mental. Is it the one where people are like, ah, I've seen this, this was, Yep. It was on Netflix, on Dark Tourist. Yeah. See? What yes. is it? Yeah. It's fucked up. What do they do? Do they touch? Oh, yeah. They- There is touching? They, they, Lights out, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. It's bad. And like, can you go as a as a group? Like, the a- one on Dark Tourist, I think um, uh, it was a couple that signed up for it. And it's pretty much free. They said a dog bag yep. of dog food. Yep. And this guy is, yeah, this guy is nuts. Fucking, I think he's. I. I mean, cereal. Maybe he's channeling. 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 Channel, Why can't I look talk at, tonight? I don't know. But channeling his psychopathy in a way where he getting his kicks, he's getting and what doing he needs, it safely, but he's not killing anyone. You know, if you can do that, yeah, it's I, you bad. know, people. Okay. Hold on, I'm going to play the audio. We
0: can make the morning. We can make the morning. So we can make the morning.
1: This lady looks like she's gone nutso. Now it in the country. Because well, it is in the country. Is it? Yeah, it's like in the backwoods. So if somebody were to get killed out there, nobody would know? Or is somebody waiting for you outside oh, so until morning? she's got one of those, uh, you know, those mouthpieces, those dental things? Yeah, dental guards? Yeah. In her mouth? Yeah. Now, is there, can they touch you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many people are working there? Does it say or? Well, the w- episode I watched it was just him and. I'm um, gonna call the cops. are gonna think you're abusing me.
2: Is this on YouTube? Yeah, so
1: this is a YouTube video. It's like six minutes long, so I'll stop uh, yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's it's nutty. It's yeah, sick. I, yeah. Yeah, I was watch the yeah watch the dark so You can see what happens.
0: Oh, I, yeah. the people
1: quit. Like, yeah, because they like what's your I safe can't, word? I mean, what is it? I yeah. quit. I can't remember. They do. Yeah, there is like a safe word. Yeah, like they you are able to like like I'm done. Like I'm and they have now. to go through the house. Is that what it is, yeah, or so, they're in a room? I mean, it sounds like I don't know if he's updated it or or what, but. Um, it was, I think it was like a mobile home, like a manufactured home. Oh, my literally. gosh. Um, but there's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of like. Mm-mm. You see, I ain't doing none of that. I they, don't think they, so. They tie you up. You why know, would, it's almost like torture. Why would anybody want to do that for a thousand for thousands of dollars? No, let me see the cash first. I need yeah. to see cash first, baby. Um they they do like uh, like wrap their head in plastic and then you know just have a breathing <gasps> hole Oh my god. It's 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 torture. It's like uh, torture like Then nobody could do that. Yeah. He is getting oh his Oh my god. Kicks. There's a picture of somebody with a scorpion hanging over its mouth. A real scorpion? Yeah. Oh bye. Tarantula. Bye Felicia. Yeah, there's Uh-uh. Mm-mm. no so that's why you have to sign the waiver yeah if you happen to die from the scorpion yeah, or from the tarantula yeah. yeah sorry or by a heart attack because you i've scared right. you to death yeah. yeah or if you're on medication um, if you're on meth we j- we for sure don't want you yeah yeah Ooh, wow that's yeah no Nine manor don't... yep yeah watch that on the uh, dark tourist you get to see it live in action not me Woo! Mm. wow that's a scary story <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm going to go right back to a uh, sports-related story. Um, ABC News. Girls' soccer team is yellow-carded after wearing equal pay shirts. What? Mm-hmm. What well, do they care? Well, I because it's women standing up for themselves. <sighs> oh, my we, goodness. We deserve, women you deserve equal pay. You, you can't. You know, give a knee. No, nope. you Don't, can't wear. A can't wear a hijab. You can't. You can't f- wave a flag. Have a big booty and wear <laughs> a, You know a, a
2: school
1: uh, issued
0: swimsuit, y- that swimsuit that doesn't fit your body type. Yeah,
1: because they're made for little tiny white girls. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see what else. Um, so, what else is? Oh, you can't have high t- or what is a High, t- high testosterone. testosterone. If you're a woman. Yeah. Yep. You can't um, look like a man. Players from high school girls soccer team in Vermont were penalized after they revealed a message promoting equal pay under their team jerseys during a game, the team's coach said. The team had approached Burlington High School soccer coach Jeff Hayes several weeks ago with an idea to reverberate the message promoted, first promoted by the heroines of the U.S. women's national soccer team. Gold medalists. Um... For Friday night's game, which was senior night, the entire team, as well as the coaching staff and members of the crowd, wore custom-made white t-shirts adorned with hashtag equal pay. After warm-up, the girls placed their jerseys over their shirts to comply with the bylaws of the Vermont Principals Association, but after a late goal was scored with the with, the, with three minutes left in the game, some players took off their jerseys in excitement. The fans were just about absolutely going crazy and began chanting equal pay, Hayes said. However, the officials ran over and issued four yellow cards for unsportsmanlike conduct over excessive celebration. What? The penalized players had to sit out for the some of the game, but were eventually allowed back in. Members of the team admitted they got carried away by taking their jerseys, um, taking their jerseys all the way off. But the message outweighed the penalties they received. It goes for everyone, every girl, every woman, the world player Helen Warden said it's just not about sports. Good for her. Yeah. Friday night game ended in a tie, but the team feels that they won in the spirit of the spreading the message. They have now sold over 700 of the shirts, inviting men boys to pay 16% more, which represents the average pay gap in Vermont. According to the team, the Burlington high school boys soccer team has even worn the shirts in solidarity. Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy and his wife, Marcel were among the purchasers. Leahy tweeted a photo of the couple wearing the shirts, stating, Marcel and I stand with you. Wow. Oh, that's cool. I like it. I like it oh, a lot. I like the fact that they were like, you know what? This is more than yeah. just the game. It's not about the game. We don't no. care. We'll take the penalties. Yeah. Take it, this is about yes. fucking equal. This pay. is about me. When I grow up, I want to be paid. What exactly I'm worth. Yep. and What, you know, what everybody mm-hmm. else is getting exactly equal oh. pay wow well that's great that's awesome. awesome i love it all right what you got next on all your right. list of
0: stories
1: this one is this loop oh this is from a listener our loyal listener all in right. san diego Ooh. uh abc uh how come your loyal listeners never want to be named Oh, no, because you know they're anonymous. They like anony- an anonymity. Anonymity. Yeah. Oh look, you got to say that. Anonymity. Um, anonymity. Anemones. 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 in the ocean. <laughs> uh ABC News, San Diego. Uh TIN News, sorry. This loophole could let a husband get away with sexually assaulting his wife in Michigan. Here we go. Now, remember, was we had the that same state that uh, has the marital where the lady was. Yeah. Where the lady was, was married, even though they had been separated. Um I don't know if it was in Michigan. So this rate right between... I feel like it was in M state. So it was it out of Minnesota? People, it could have been. Maybe this is the one... Maybe that's why I was like, this seems to be like the same uh A similar thinking, story. Yeah. Not unless it's a different lady. Because this lady was... Uh, it means that... So they're talking about this law... Um, and it says, rape between people who are not married has always been illegal. However, mm-hmm. until 1975, they're specifically talking about the law right? You know itself. Yeah. Ex- however, until 1975, every state in the country had a marital yep. exception. Mm-hmm. A husband could legally rape his wife. It has only been since 1993 that all 50 states have had laws making marital rape a crime. But in many states, there's a loophole. Yep. Now, one lawmaker, now, and I'm like, a loophole, who the fricker frackers thinking of this loophole? Men who make the fucking laws? Right. Now, one lawmaker in Michigan is working to close the state's marital rape loophole. It started with a message on Twitter. A constituent uh, wrote, state representative Lori Pahuski, Asking if she knew. <laughs> ask, why, do mad, I, why, she's why do I got get, get these? That's what I Why do I name? get these articles <laughs> with these crazy? Why don't you big Putinetski? So holy moly! Ethnocentric po- and Pohutsky. Learn how to say some names. <laughs> I don't know Pohutsky. <laughs> pohutsky. Asking if she knew there is a loophole for marital rape in certain circumstances. If you look at the law, the first thing you see is that you can be charged with criminal sexual misconduct in Michigan, even if the victim is your legal spouse. However, there's a glaring exception. You cannot be charged with criminal sexual conduct if you had sex with your spouse while they were mentally incapacitated. That's part wait of the yes. wait, wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. Urge, urge, <laughs> urge. Beep, beep, right. beep, If they're within beep, their spouse. Sa- this truck up, yeah. So if they are mentally incapacitated and you rape them, you
0: are not, not rape. No, you as are... long as you're
1: married to them. Yes. So if what you're in your fucking sound mind, sicko. Right.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What
1: fucking sicko said? Oh, I'm gonna be able to get so on th- my wife if she's out of it. And I'm going to make sure I put that in the loophole because I don't want to be charged with no kind of... Basically, you can get someone liquored up. You can roofie them up. You can do whatever you want to do and and rape them all you want if you're you're married to them. But if they're they're in their sound mind mind and and you do that... Say no,
0: then it's rape.
1: Yeah. But if they can't say no because they're mentally incapacitated due to alcohol due to substances or whatever even like you mentally can, incapacitated go like your, for it your wife ends up in a vegetative state go and for it y- you know and you just gotta you know shoot it, it, some rocks off go for it that's some fucking that's sick bastard who put that who loophole made sure in there. that was in there can you believe that that is sick as fuck that's what i'm saying all right Like, if anything, it should be the reverse. Like, if anything, like, if you were like, okay, you know, what you're going to do, yes, you can't, you know, rape somebody who's incapacitated, you know. Like, how do you even Uh, get that into the law and say that it's okay? And have people pass it. Yeah. Because you know why? Because nobody reads these damn things. Just because they did the cannibal. Mother effer slip that in there. Right. Knowing full fucking well that they do that. Nobody's going to read the whole thing. Yep. And they could be doing that to their spouse. And it took some person, a woman, Yep. Who's obviously... Who decided, I'm going to read this. And it could have been that lady that ha- watched herself on video being... Could have been. Because I think it was Michigan. I think it was, I was Michigan. Feel Michigan. like it was I Michigan. I want to say that too. Yeah. yeah. And she and was like, she was I was like, God, I'm reading changed. this law. Right. From cover to cover and said... Or, uh, ch- right bleep, 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 here bleep it is this train so up. that's why my husband is not sitting in jail wow. when he dragged me next to my baby yeah and raped me holy can sh-tackies. you believe it and this is what we're saying when we talk about women's rights right when we allow right? men to have this control kind over of our shit. bodies this kind of shit is yep. what we're talking about yep Ugh. yep 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 Come on. To understand how shocking this is, you need to read the definition under the law of mental mentally incapacitated. It means that you are drugged uh, without your consent. So slip him a roofie and f- rape him. Go ahead. <laughs> roofie and rape. Yep. Because that's what we get to that, do in Michigan. That's right. The loophole states it is legal to sexually assault your spouse. This is quote unquote. Sexually assault your spouse if you drug him or her without their consent. (laughs) I can't. I can't. People, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. 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 I'd like to know who wrote it and which is a fool that (laughs) added that in there. And why was this not? Why would anybody say, yeah, let's. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, here's what we're gonna do. All right. But, yeah. Okay. Because I do this to a my bunch wife, of Bill Cosby's And I up sure in there. as hell don't yeah. want to go to jail for this. Yeah. Because you know what I do when I like when, you when Like Karen this. doesn't like to have sex. You yeah. know what I do. This is yeah. what I tell you. What I do. The, I make her a little cocktail, <laughs> and I put one of these in there. She don't know the difference. She don't know. She wake, wake up all I happy. Get mine. She right. don't know the difference. She don't know. So we got to make sure until we put that in there. I go the extra mile and videotape it, right? And, and then, then she, she finds sees out, it. and then she gets but all mad. But then guess what? I don't care. Yeah, ain't nothing gonna I happen can to do me. It. <laughs> can you believe that? Oh, oh my! God. I'm telling you, God, the fear of facing a he said she said situation. Oh wait, uh, sorry. She said when she learned of the loophole, she was shocked. She said there are already numerous barriers to reporting rape, the fear of facing the he said, she said situation, the fear of not being believed, the fear of being judged. I have been the victim of a partner rape, and that is why I didn't report it, Pahutsky said. Because it is so difficult to prove that this person, you are in a consenting relationship. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. What what buttons are you pushing? I told you, <laughs> random videos pop up. <laughs> prove that this person, you are in a consenting relationship, did something without your consent. Yeah, It's frustrating to have a conversation defending and explaining why this is something necessary to do, she said. So she's trying to change it. And she's having to defend and explain why it needs to be taken out. See, that's the motherfucking bullshit. <laughs> that's right what I'm there. saying. Is when you have to fucking argue that that should be taken out. It right. shouldn't even
0: be an argument. Should, they should have been be like, like oh,
1: "Holy shit, we didn't know." God, oh my! I don't know how <laughs> that got in there, but we are right getting that out that's right away. Right. Why does it have to take? Why would you even f- have to argue that? What, under what, <laughs> under what, uh, situation? Who, who is defending this? That's what I want to, under what situation? old geezer dudes, <laughs> this, Bill Cosby yep. dudes up in there. Well, Ta- can you think of a bond. situation in which you should, it should not be illegal? No, we can't because we're women I, who know I, what kind of bullshit is happening Right, like this. That, that's. I, I, i'm just like appalled i don't even know what to say like i'm like can't. Lady, That's what I'm telling where can you. i sign the damn I'm petition telling you, i can't Ladies, handle it. we got to be woke this lady suffered at the hands of her husband and didn't report it because she knew she wouldn't be believed right she knew she'd have to and argue. then when she finally did oh sorry lady yeah. It's legal. Yeah. He could do that to you. Oh, you're you. talking about the other lady. The first lady. Yeah. Didn't report it. But this lady, she said she. The that she's trying part, to change it. She, she knows what it's like because she didn't report yeah. being raped by her husband because she knows she wouldn't have been believed. Right. And then she sees this in there and is like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I need to change whoa. it. And then and you got people trying to say no, you can't change it. Well, or oh, why? What, what do we need to do that for? Doesn't say Please name name doesn't doesn't say. She said the conversation. She goes, however, the conversations are far and few in between, but they did happen. Like that, those conversations about right. Right. why do we need to change well, should it? We change it. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. Is the fact that there was even, even a any. question? I don't care if there's one too uh, few and far between the fact yeah. that they were there the fact you had you should have had zero conversations right, about right. it yeah it should have been like oh damn yeah right? you're right i want to talk to those men's wife right like <laughs> honey you being roofied at home i don't, <laughs> you know. don't even know it i don't know if you know this yeah you being roofied you might want to set up a camera yeah just to prove that you're being roofied yep yep Every adult, she's saying every adult, every person, every human has a right to autonomy over their body. And if they can't consent, it is assault. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. No argument here. Yep. (laughs) Uh, She tells us that she hopes the bill that has 61 co-sponsors and bipartisan support doesn't linger in committee. (laughs) I'd like to know who's holding it up because I'd like to talk to their wife. Let's get on the mission. We might have to do some investigations. Yes. Find out what's going on in the Michigan freaking legislature. Can you believe it? No, I can't. I can't. That's my problem. I can't. I don't understand why we would even first how it got through. Secondly, why we're even questioning the fact it got through. And why? Was why a is this potentially error. lingering around? This should have been the first thing on. We're business. gonna go back Let's and sign expose this. who said who put this in there. I'd like to know. That's what who, I want to know. Who was the one that wrote that? Right? Because yeah. it's the writer of that exactly. And it could have been like some kind of aide that was like, "Oh shoot, uh, I got to put a loophole in there, winky winky," because yeah. because you old know, Senator so and so, wife, here, don't give it up, old Senator Cosby, <laughs> right. Can Good. you? I just I, I'm like disgusted beyond beyond Ugh. beyond. Uh, well, and this is again 2019. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's we back in the you girl. know 1800s. No, nope. no. Nope. We are 2019. <sighs> God. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to take a break <sighs> and then we'll come back to my story and I'll try to lighten it up a little bit in yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous all All right right, we'll be right back welcome back to what are you bringing to the table i'm still reeling from that last Uh, story yeah i told you crazy never sleeps and the stories never end Uh, and the patriarchy (laughs) is still fucking us (laughs) this is why we say back smash (laughs) the patriarchy smash it yeah Um, all right. Well, I'm going to lighten up our load a little bit here and get a story brought to us from Jason. Um, this is from K five news in, um, I think it's King County, um, Seattle area. Mm -hmm. Uh, education was my only way out. Gay teen escapes toxic home, creates LGBT scholarship. Homeless after coming out, strangers helped Valedictorian Seth Owen pay for college. Today he helps other LGBTQ teens afford school. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, yeah, Seth, that's a good one. Um, the high school valedictorian always found solace in studying and learning as a teen. It was an escape from a toxic home life. Today, he's dedicated himself to helping other young people afford schooling. Seth grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, fucking Florida. <laughs> Um, His family was devoutly religious, serving in leadership positions at their church and attending services multiple times a week. As Seth got older, his love of reading expanded his worldview and caused him to question some of the beliefs of his church and the wider Jacksonville community, which he described as not very welcoming of anyone other than straight cisgender white people. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a very tense place growing up at home. Things at home became more difficult when Seth's parents discovered something unexpected about their son. One night, Seth said his dad opened his phone and saw a photo of him and his boyfriend at the time and his dad realized Seth was gay. Seth's parents unwillingly, Seth's parents unwillingly to, unwilling to accept his identity, enrolled him in a conversion therapy. <laughs> we know how great those have yeah. been. Yeah. Um, the the practice has been denounced by numerous psychological and psychiatric organizations, including the American Psychiatric Association, which notes convergent therapy may actually induce depression, anxiety, and self-destructive behavior. Seth said his Christian counselor, ha- ha- Seth said his Christian counselor, he needed to become more masculine. Oh, so his counselor. <laughs> uh, another what? Durante. Durante. Yeah. yeah. Duarte. Just Duarte. yeah. Duarte. Yeah. Just uh, get a cute See, get lady Get a beautiful there. woman, yeah. Um, I think the worst part about conversion therapy is that I so desperately wanted it to work, Seth said. That, you know, that's true. Yeah. I've heard of that a lot. That no. they just, you know. They're in it because they're like, yeah. Uh, le- yeah. yeah I needed to work. Um, I want to have my family back. Seth's struggle with sexuality left him feeling depressed and suicidal. Eventually, the conflicts at home came to a head when religious differences led to Seth's scribes as an ultimatum from his parents: if he didn't want to attend church, he would have to leave. Ugh. I don't understand you know, it. I don't. I, I don't understand when you pick a religion over your child. I. I mean, the Mormons, I, the J Dubs. Who knows what. You know, uh, it, any any was, any religion like, where the parent is at the extreme, like just like, there, how do you you say that's okay? It's like, not. How do it's you justify okay. that? That like I'm gonna disavow it, and yeah. disown my. It's about child. it's about me. I don't want people thinking I did something wrong. Yeah, like oh, I don't want people right. looking at me and you know. Yeah, it has nothing to do with. Uh, Ugh. Christianity. Ugh. I don't know about the other religions, but... I don't think they, it has they, anything yeah. with any of it. Yeah. I think it's hate. It's disgusting. Uh, so after leaving home, he got some more bad news. All the Ivy League schools he'd applied to denied him admission. He was devastated. Oh. Finally, he found some hope in the future when Georgetown University accepted him into the Walsh School of Foreign Service. <laughs> Seth was thrilled, but quickly realized there was a problem. His parents were no longer helping him pay for college, but his financial aid packet had been calculated based on their income. That's another thing I think I is can't bullshit. stand about that either. I do not. Uh, you have been kicked out of your home. Mm-hmm. You should and not you're living have on your own. Claim your parents' income no. to get financial aid. Right. You should claim Zero. because zero. you got no income. Because you're homeless. Or yeah, because, yeah. Like that should not be. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a $20,000 pay gap between me and Georgetown, uh, though he was working three jobs at the time. He knew that it was impossible to come up with the money for tuition, three jobs on three. top of wherever he Being was having a list doing. Yeah. This dude is working. Yeah. What kind of parent would throw that kid? I mean, this kid is like hustling. Yeah. He ain't like lazing around the house. Mm-hmm. He's hustling. He's moving. He's a mover and a shaker. Yep. Uh, he pleased to pleased to his parents to co-sign on the loan, didn't work, he was beginning to lose hope. That's when Jane Martin, one of the high school teachers and the leader of the school's Gay-Straight Alliance, started a GoFundMe to raise the funds needed for to send Seth to Georgetown. She set the goal at $20,000. I know the goal seems unrealistic and the circumstances aren't ideal, but I know the communities can make po- the impossible possible, Jane wrote. To Seth's shock, donations started pouring in. A queer kid in Jacksonville, I didn't receive a lot of support for myself and my identities, but for someone to say, not only I support you, Seth, and your journey to college, but I support you financially, that was a totally different thing. And it made me believe in myself. Donations begin to grow, eventually eclipsing the goal, original goal by more than a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Wow. So he got yeah room and Finally. he probably able to quit the yep. jobs. Finally, Seth's future to Georgetown seemed impossible. Seemed possible on the GoFundMe page, Seth explained that the university was able to make some adjustments in its financial aid package, and GoFundMe helped pay the costs that were otherwise not covered. Wow! So, in two thousand eighteen, Seth moved to Washington D.C. to begin a career at Georgetown, majoring in government and African American studies. Overwhelmed by the support, he began to think about how he could support other aspiring LGBTQ students who weren't as lucky, and he decided to start a scholarship fund called the Unbroken Horizons wow. to help other teens afford college or career training. Ellen Degeneres heard about Seth's idea and partnered partnered with Cheerios to kick off the, his fundraising with a twenty five thousand donation, surprising him on her show. Wow. A second GoFundMe has raised additional $43,000 for the foundation, which gave out the first scholarship this year. Wow. That is freaking awesome. And that's a kid that is not only a mover, a shaker, but also I'm giving back. Yeah. I mean, he turned right around. and Now guess what? then parents should be ashamed of themselves. You know, uh, they won't. Shame. You know they they'll just be, they'll say, well, it wasn't in Jesus' plan and it wasn't God's plan. And he's strayed from the the Bible and blah, oh. blah, blah, blah. So um, if you want more information on how you can donate, go to unbrokenhorizons.org. Unbroken Horizons. good for you, Jason. Give a little bit of what you Pay can forward. to help people attend college. Mm-hmm. All hey, right, what you got next? Okay, this is another article from the AP News. Uh, Came out October 25th. Hunter dies in Arkansas after deer he'd shot attacks him. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Is this the dude that got his head li- No, No. Oh, no. He lived. I think he lived. Yeah. Oh, I got his head bashed in. Oh, I saw this. Uh, it wasn't the whole article, but um, it was just a picture of this guy uh-huh. sitting by the deer, like his blood all over his face. And it said, you know, why you make sure that the deer is dead before you. And that could have been it. him. Uh, that well, could have been it. Keep on reading. Yeah. Um, so Yelville. Yellville, Arkansas. Yellville officials. Well, Yellville. <laughs> <laughs> Where holler? And a, holler dolly, 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 and a fiddle farting. Going to Yellville. Officials in Arkansas say Hunter died after he was attacked by a deer that he'd shot and believed to be dead. Arkansas's Game and Fish Commission spokesman Keith Stevens says. 66 year old Thomas Alexander shot a buck with a muzzle loader while hunting Tuesday. I don't know what a muzzle loader is. I'll look it up. Um, While hunting Tuesday near Yellville, an area in the Ozark Mountains. Oh, that's a, I love the Ozark. What's that? Ozark, the uh, Netflix. Oh, that's a good show. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good show. Um, In an area in Ozark Mountains around 105 miles north of Little Rock. Stevens tells Springfield, Missouri, television station, KY3, the buck attacked Alexander when the hunter approached the animal to see if it was dead. He says Alexander, who suffered multiple puncture wounds, died later at a hospital. Stevens says it's not clear how long Alexander waited before checking on the deer, but that the agency recommends waiting at least 30 minutes before approaching whoa 30 minutes isn't that like a long time a little bit long like you know your meat's starting to be rancid or what well no i think that you wait that long if it's not dead it's going to get up and start trying to get away and then the animal's going to be suffering because it probably will eventually succumb to its you know wound yeah and then you have a you know, a dead animal that's not then being eaten. And I feel like you just need to be cautious, right? Like you go up towards it. You kind of, you don't just like walk up onto it. Yeah. Like, you know, and you'd be ready to put another shot in it if you need to. So muzzle loader is, um, is it like a shotgun? Well, I think it's the kind that you actually have to load with, um, like the old school. I think so. Like like way back in the eighteen hundreds? Yeah, well I trying know. to go old school. It looks that? like a real gun. Yeah. But um let me let me just they're not taking bullets? Um uh, let me just here we go. Hmm. Well that's very interesting if it's if he was going old school. If he's going old school using an old school weapon, then I would think, yeah, perhaps maybe Oh, he it should. is. It's the kind that you Put the the stuff in. And and then the the little ball. And then. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, dude. I appreciate that you're going old school. I mean, I think that if you do this, then (laughs) maybe also just have a, like a pistol. Uh, Something that will ensure for sure. That has bullets that are already loaded. And then when you get up there and you get up to the deer and you realize it's not dead. Because I'm assuming, because you have to put the little ball that's yeah. going to kill the thing yeah. and then you're putting p- p- black powder in there yeah so i mean so if you don't put enough it ain't gonna shoot the ball well, I mean, far or shoot harder I don't know. or yeah i'm not you I know. Don't know the the physics of a muzzle loader but um dude sorry I think that you should probably <laughs> just have a have a pistol on What well, he no more he's so I don't think it's Flying the same guy because this angels. guy that they showed, um, like he had a fucking laceration in his head.
2: It was oh,
1: like he it was like he posted this, yeah. like, "Hey, make sure your deer's dead before you get up on it," and like it's a picture of him by the deer, obviously after it had died, yeah. and then him in the emergency, and there's a gash on his head, like, "Oh my god, yeah." So. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, well Look at, you know that's why that's I say one I'm not signing waivers to go in a haunted house. <laughs> I'm not using <laughs> gift cards to fly out of planes. <laughs> I'm not going hunting, you know, I'm not running marathons. I think that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, um, let me see. What I want my last story to be here? Um, I'll go a local story. I found this kind of interesting. So this is from the Columbian, mm-hmm. uh, the local uh paper over there in Vancouver, Clark County area. Um, election party officials, official rocks, Clark County GOP. Man elected to post was convicted of residential burglary, violation of civil anti-harassment order and furnishing alcohol to minors. <laughs> Years of infighting among Clark County Republicans took another turn this week when concern over the appointment leading to at least one resignation and several other denouncements from party officials. Dan Clark, a precinct committee officer with the party, was previously convicted after repeatedly sneaking into a teenage girl's bedroom and giving her alcohol. We got an Epstein on on our hands oh,
0: here. Geez. On Tuesday,
1: he was elected to elected chair of the party's bylaws and resolutions committee with seventy percent of the vote in a secret ballot, according to an email from Clark County Republican Chair Earl Bowerman, obtained by the Columbian. So seventy percent of these nasty, nasty old men <laughs> knew knew he was doing this, this, had done this in the past, yet. Number one, the fact okay. that he has this in his past and he still got elected. Right. You got an right. issue. You got an yeah, issue. Right. And then secondly, as a party, because, you know, we know a Roy Moores of the world can get elected. Right. You know, the Donald Trumps. Hello, right. How many sexual allegations right. he have against him. But to then a- continue to support him as a party. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, they're doing it, I guess. And with- then as women, we're shocked. Right. Because you can now- mm-hmm drug your spouse and rape her uh, Mm -hmm. and it's okay. So, yeah. So the 10 voters had previous, previous knowledge of Clark's criminal past. The email said Clark emailed a statement saying no comment late Thursday. Yeah, of course inquiry from the Colombian Barrowman could not be reached for additional comment. Over a two-month period in 2010, and despite a previously filed restraining order preventing him from contacting her, Clark repeatedly snuck into a 15-year-old girl's bedroom. How is that possible? Why was he not arrested? Because we are living in the age of men get to do whatever the fuck they want, especially if they're rich. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? ladies women girls we need to be woke he was 43 at the time oh the girl would and hug never and kiss her on the girl would hug and kiss on her bed and the affidavit said the girl would hug and kiss him on yeah, her bed yeah okay so she's infatuated as a 15 year old girl raped yes and she's you're like 15 oh. and you can't consent right so he's taking advantage of her of course providing her alcohol um, he's, exactly and she thinks um, she's all cutesy there because oh some you know some guy yeah, likes me because she, so yeah clark you know. and the girl would also read poems consume alcohol oh, and he gave her a cell phone that allowed them to communicate according to the affidavit <laughs> read poems the Give girl me told a police break. that he loves her uh-huh. wants him wants to marry her yeah and provided her with a wedding dress magazine said the affidavit <laughs> clark was, was he married uh, did it I don't say know if it's, <laughs> No, I don't think it was. Oh, so girl. Clark was arrested on suspicion of 10 counts of residential burglary with sexual motivation. According to court records, he was later convicted of residential burglary, violation of an anti-harassment order, and furnishing alcohol to minors and was sentenced to roughly 9 months in jail. What? Again, for I go burglary? Back the fact. I'm like for burglary, right? right? And <laughs> for the fact that he did all this, yeah, still got elected. Yeah. A burglary is a election. felony. Yeah. And you only get nine months. Yep. Yep. That's not to mention the sexual assault because he was charged with that, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was not charged with any sexual assault. Well, why he was wouldn't charged it have been? With res- residential burglary with sexual motivation. You should have been registering as a sex offender at that point because as a regular General Joe yeah. Schmoe, I don't know what you're doing up in there exactly. creeping around in there. Yeah. All I know is you wanted to get some rock off mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably had sex with her. Of course. Of um, course. Several local Republicans, including Senator Senator Ann Rivers, um of Villa Center, and Clark County Council John Bloom have expressed their displeasure with Clark's appointment. What's wrong with the local Clark County GOP? I want nothing further to do with it. It is more like a cult than a political party, read the post on Rivers Facebook page with all the Jeffrey Epstein revelations. We have learned nothing. Girls who have been groomed and exploited need for someone to make someone to take a stand for them. I want nothing to do with these people. Their situational ethics is not only not only disgust, but astound me. I love it. Party's leadership needs to do the right thing and fix this problem. As we try to attract more young people, we don't need to be known as the happy hunting grounds for sick individuals who like underage girls. I love it. I that's, mean, you know what, that right on, there, Karen. Yeah. what her name's not Karen. Is yeah. So, Ann. go oh, on, Ann. That yeah. <laughs> um, um, that's telling it exactly as it is. Uh, Blom, Blom, uh, also a precinct committee officer with the local GAP submitted a resignation letter Thursday to Bowerman. I want no part of an organization that knowingly and willingly allows individuals to, that prey on minors into positions of power. Several other current former party officials have uh, have also spoke out against Clark's appointment and Steve Nelson called the appointments shocking and disappointing. I'm very sad and truly disturbed with how this is being handled. Uh, oh, and so all the while this dude is just, okay, that's fine. You can live right. I'm still here. He got 70% of the vote. Yeah. So even though these three GOP people who actually have a brain Uh have spoke out. Yeah. He's still sitting They're in the minority. Yeah. That's 70% of their fucking committee want this guy to have the power. Yeah. And knowing that he is fucking a goddamn pedophile. Yeah. And be able to put all that stuff Mm -hmm. in the laws there. And I guess, uh, so I I think it's not in this article, but I, I clicked, I went to her, um, Facebook page. Cause I wanted to read it. And I believe I read, um, uh, somewhere that it said something about, um, he, he feels like it wasn't an issue because they got married when she turned 18. <laughs> so because he married her, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Cause she's my wife now. Yeah, exactly. So, which Uh, means okay, he's forty three. She's fifteen at the time. That's three more years. He's forty six, and he's marrying an eighteen year old. Yeah, you sick motherfucker. Yeah, you a nasty, nasty bastard. What was that one that nasty vanished in plain sight? Yep. As a saint, there is no difference. He wanted to marry her. He what's the difference? And had her convinced Uh, and.
2: I'm going to marry you. Nasty. Yeah. fast Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Disgusting. <laughs> Should we take a break and then come back for some rapid Rapid, Yes. All right. We'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> All right. Welcome back to what do you bring into the table? What do you bring into the table? Rapid fire is about to be in full effect. <laughs> um, we're going to get it started with your story. Oh, my what story. All right. Here we go. You ready for this one? Ready. Man's stomach has or was brewing its own beer. <laughs> but I mean This how? comes from the Oregonian. How is that possible? How, how is, is that, that possibly? Possible? How is that possible? You know, rapid fire, we're not supposed to I have read any of the articles. He's brewing uh, his own beer yes, that means in his stomach. he's got some sort of bacterial yeast thing happening in his guts. Yeah. And so it's probably not really beer, but it does. I did read the article. I have to say. Can you tap the belly button? (laughs) No, but he was pulled over and had a blood alcohol level of 0.2. And so, so but he was like, I have not, there's no, I mean, he was like inebriated and he was like, I have not had anything to drink. It took medical doctor. Yeah. Yeah, he, I say? Me, he said he was inebriated. He was? He was not inebriated. He was inebriated. He was drunk. He was drunk. Okay. But he's saying, I didn't drink. I had no alcohol. Oh, so he,
2: His he blood had lev- blood
1: alcohol content that says he was intoxicated. Yes. But he wasn't acting intoxicated. But he never drank. But was he acting intoxicated? I well, that's why they pulled him over. Oh. So he oh. was like, I haven't so had like, anything haven't to drinking, drink. But he's drunk. And it's because his guts and of course cocaine. nobody's believing him, right? Yeah. So then ends up going to the doctor, and they're like, "In fact, yes, he does have this thing going enzyme on enzyme thing that that is produces producing beer. producing alcohol." Wow. Yeah. Can you believe it? That's a loophole. I feel like there's That's sad. a loophole. But he must be a drinker, though, because I mean, how? I don't do know. It, it didn't go into whether yeah. he was drinking or not, but they were saying, yes, in fact, this oh, dude has a whole this little disorder. They discovered it, and they named a beer belly. Uh, they call it a it's a fungi Ooh, in his fungi. in his uh, fungi. digestive system. Yeah, he's got turning carbohydrates into alcohol. <laughs> oh. That oh, fungi was. Have to get you know, I think that farm. might be a cheapy. That might be a cheap date right there. Maybe give maybe. the give your date the fungi and boom, fungi, boom, free drinks. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I was going to do this story, but and then I forgot, so I'm going to do it as a rapid fire. Okay. Uh, Michelle uh, McMillan, one of my friends, one of our loyal listeners. Mm-hmm. um, had posted this to her Facebook and Thanks Michelle for giving I, us uh Well, she stories. didn't really give it to it, but I told oh. her I was going to bring it to the table. So oh. inadvertently she gave it. Oh, to inadvertently. Yeah. She posted it she posted and then you stole it, it and I was like, "Hey, that's a good story." Okay. So this comes from canoe.com. Um Paris Zoo unveils the blob, what? an organism with no brain but 720 sexes. What? I don't know how you get seven hundred and twenty-seven. 20 se- what is that like? Does that the mean blob there's... slime mold, uh, Fusarium polysclerum, a single-celled organism forming over a piece of a tree trunk, is pictured in the Paris Zoological Park during a press preview in Paris. It looks like I saw it when it was posted. Uh-huh. I thought it was a piece of bacon. It looked like a piece of bacon. And then somebody else commented and said, oh, that looks like a barbecue rib. And it does look more like a barbecue rib. But um, when I saw it, that was like bacon. But it's this weird thing. It's a, it's probably like. Has fungus, no brains. Fungus, you know, but is it. Are they saying that there's just like. Blobbers, what? 720 sexes can move without legs or wings and heals itself in two minutes if cut in half. What the hell? See, Mother Nature ain't fucking around. Mother Nature ain't fucking around. She's like, you want to destroy me? I'm, Watch me. Yeah. Cut me I in half. Create, cut me. Cut I me. I will create a blob that heals itself, and I will fucking take your shit over. Oh. She ain't fucking around, man. I'm telling you. She ain't. And then you're going to go and oh. mess with it in a second. And get, guess, yeah. Because you know, because that's.
0: Because you, you, you want. You want that. You just
1: leave it. Nope. Just leave it. Now you got let to it mess be. around with it. It, it slaps and onto somebody's face. Yep. Next thing you know, yep, you... Thing you know it goes into the body. Yep, you know it. Zombie next... apocalypse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Zombie apocalypse, people. Yeah. Leave it alone, science. Yep. Just, just leave it, it alone. Just don't touch. Just let it let, be. Let it be. Just let it be. Do don't try thing. to discover nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Just let it be a piece of rib. Say, okay, we saw it. That's cool. It's out there on that tree. We uh, ain't fucking with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. What you got next? Retired doctor, 67, gives birth in China after getting pregnant naturally. Now, we've had those okay. old ladies that had insemination. Say that again now? How old? Retired doctor, 67. 67. Gives birth in China after getting pregnant Naturally, that means she's doing the deed with her man. You know. Well, we know the sperms; they're they're viable for. Yeah. You know. Well, her boyfriend. I mean, who knows? So, her husband could be. Well, yeah, it could be I younger, mean, I don't know. Who knows? But, but she's 67 Would you want to have a fucking baby at sixty seven years old? <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to question your sanity. Oh yeah, that you're like, yeah, let's have a baby, right? 67. And I did read it because I was like, what? This lady, and I'm questioning, I got to pull my Alex Jones hat on (laughs) because I'm like, okay, let me. Supposedly, she used her medical knowledge along with Chinese herbs and stimulated her system to be hormonal enough to, I guess, to somehow miraculously create eggs because at 67 you you have no eggs. Well, so, theoretically no. Yeah. yeah. So something created eggs. I don't believe it. And I call and then that's what I'm saying. That's called bullshit. I'm saying like, like where you got the blob in you? <laughs> <laughs> Cut it in half and it produced got yeah, healed itself in 2 minutes.
0: Uh, yeah, a lot,
1: lot of a lot a lot. You're too old. You're too old, boo. It's not just don't do it. It's no. not going to be that's why I said when the bait I don't want to be doing math because you know Jason and biz but you know you're 67 you're three years away from being 70 that means your baby's three you're 70 can you you even be 88 right 70 plus 18 don't ask me those (laughs) well I'm doing the zeros and the ones so I feel like I'm a little bit more so seven plus one is eight eight plus zero is eight 88 (laughs) years old when that baby's what when it's 18 when it and that's if you live that long yeah like i mean you could potentially live that long but you couldn't have arthritis and you could you can't pick that baby up no and then can you imagine the technology that this kid's gonna know and you you know you're still on your iphone 3 and that kid's on iphone 20 he's got like ai in his head (laughs) and and you out there, huh (laughs) let let me check let me check running circles around you yeah a lot this comes from the American web media. Um, cop catches mom breastfeeding in the back of her parked car, gives her a ticket. It gives her a ticket because she's breastfeeding? Well, I did read the story. Okay. So she was, it was a traffic jam situation. Okay. You know, in New York. Yeah. Baby's hungry, crying. Baby's crying. Yeah, they're not going to get anywhere. She yeah. pulls over to the shoulder so she can hop to the back seat and and feed, and the, baby. feed the baby. And this fucker comes up and decides to give her a ticket because, because she pulled over the side of the road. The, yeah, and which is typically no parking, right? Like the shoulder usually says no parking, you know. And and you almost had, almost towed her vehicle as well. Yeah. Is it a woman of color? Yeah. Uh, Why did I have, see, why'd you have to ask? Right. Because it's so unbelievable. That's why I had to ask. Yeah. Like to me, it's so unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Like there has to be something else. Like, why not just instead just come up and be like, Hey, you know, when you're done about this. Right. Are you first of all, it'd be like, are you okay? You know, you're on the, you're on a very small shoulder, you know, are Maybe. you okay? Yeah. Like, can I, Is can I get you assistance? Good. No, Mm-mm. you're parked on the shoulder. I'm going to give you a ticket. And and the lady's probably saying, "I'm feeding my baby." Right. Da, right. da da da. Yeah. Nope. Sorry, you exactly. can't do that here. Right. Exactly. A male officer. Oh, of course. Of course, it was a male officer. Oh my gosh. Yes. Why? 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 Yeah. I. Yeah. yeah. Like. What? Just, ah! like you just want to just yeah Ugh. yeah all right one more what you <sighs> got one more what's your last one uh this is ap news skeleton unearthed beneath california peak
0: <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm. well
1: we, i mean do we have a serial killer what do we got is this one of the uh you know one of our old serial killers you know, drops mm. of a long time ago, like, you know. Yep. Some dude comes across a skull and. So basically the body of your hiking there, who knows how who long knows? ago and who it is through erosion and where and, you know, animals, yeah. whatever. And, and you're just minding your own business oh, hiking. And then next thing you know, probably taking skeleton. a pee break or, yeah. you know eating lunch well, yeah, well it'll be interesting to see if they can fight, find out, out who, who it is. is or how they die right uh, you yeah know, like was it natural causes i mean and is this bullet in the be, skull yeah is there gonna be a bot you know like finally we you know you know however many missing people's yeah. things there are and oh yeah like you know some closure We're, for the family we'll see how quick this case gets wrapped right. up exactly yeah, um, but we can't seem to find the uh, missing indigenous women. No, nope, but darn it, we'll, we'll figure this one out right, <laughs> right away. Right. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to close with this wonderful story that needs really no more explanation than okay. the title says. This comes from Slate.com. America came together to boo Donald Trump. Oh, the world thank series. goodness. Yeah, I read that. Oh, I was have you watched laughing? the video? No, let's just let's just Fine. take. Are they safe? Oh, yeah. the shut up. We don't, yeah, we, sure. we, we wait, wait. Yeah, we want to play this wonderful, beautiful. So, this is them. So this is at this world series. This is just a fan.
2: So they're, you know, yeah, waving the flag, the the service people. thank you for service people.
1: Thank you for coming. Everyone's having a good time. That's booze. That's like the whole stadium. That's not like one or two. That's I don't hear any claps like yay. Yeah. What that, it, what the other one that it didn't capture which is Was a lock him up? Yeah. I think this one might have. <laughs> That's the booze. That's a that's that's a whole stadium full of booze. Can you? Yeah, I can't, that, that's not That the one doesn't have the lock. And, m- yeah. Can you imagine this fragile ego that he has? Oh, here's the lock and what? We, oh, we got to play the lock and okay. what okay. one too. <laughs> Oh. oh, sometimes you just gotta get a little <laughs> bit of joy out oh. of. Um, there was another thing that showed uh, someone had uh, thrown over a banner that says "impeach Trump."
0: Oh, um, I
1: saw another thing uh, from behind a the plate. There was uh, some people sitting, and it was veterans to impeach, impeach? Trump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is what you know? we need, people. Oh, yeah. And, and the visual of his face, because, you know, initially his yeah. fucking egotistical uh, yeah. is like, hey, yeah, yeah. everybody see me yeah. he, out yeah. here. And then it registers. There's booing, booing him. And his mm, his little scowl. scowl comes. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, what a oh, piece of shit. Impeach. Impeach. Uh, and I don't was care. Get him out. His little fucking lapdog. Uh, Pence. No. Uh, so. Graham. That
0: Oh, Lindsey Graham,
1: Lindsey fucking doodah yeah. day Graham. <laughs> we, I just think that we should just uh-huh. support him, and he's fine right. finest president, and everybody's just trying to hurt my man. Uh, he's probably yeah. got a crush on him, uh, or either that, or he's got <laughs> cash flowing into his own pocket. Too. Yeah, you know, it's raining money. Oh well, oh, we have come to the end of the rainbow of uh, episode thirty-four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you like this episode or any other episode that we've done, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. And I think you can actually review on CastBox. All I right. Did. So, so CastBox. See, yeah, see if any of your um, apps, you know, whatever app you're using. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, take a little effort yeah. to sit down and just see if you can. You know what? Give us a good score. And hey. I don't give a shit if you, if you listen anymore. Just go give us a good score. Just give, score. give us a good score, you know? <laughs> we, I mean, I do care if you listen. You know, at some point, we want to quit our real job. We wouldn't really like to. And do this full and time. And, you know, we'll remember those of you. Of course. Who were here in the beginning. Uh, who sponsored us. Ginger. Who's ginger. We and... still haven't used it, but eventually, <laughs> oh, okay. we will, when we get our producer, we'll, we'll you know, figure it out. <laughs> that person will figure it out. Um, <laughs> so, until next time, folks, thanks for listening and nos vemos. Nos vemos. Adios. Daisy, Daisy, what's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy? <laughs>